The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You know, since I started the Sunranto show seven years ago, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. Well, I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100, you've now got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code RANTO. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, if uh, you don't ever want to hear an ad on the Sun Ranto Show again, well, why don't you become a Patreon subscriber? Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early with your own RSS feed, and it's completely ad-free. I cut them all out. So I uh, don't waste your time telling you about things you don't want to hear about. So yeah, patreon.com slash sunranto. There's perks at every level. Join today. Hey, let's do a show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Boutros Golly. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Michael Cotton. That, my friends, is the sound of victory. 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 Finally, the Cubs win a game on the road in Colorado after two pretty disappointing days. Uh, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. That voice you heard of victory was Michael Cotton out in the place where the Cubs just won, Colorado, Denver oh, yeah. area. And also on the show, also in Colorado, also at the victory today, is uh, Artie Boucher. I'm back, baby. Hey, everybody. Artie Boucher. You even get a song, a victory song. Uh, so uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, you know, I've been drinking all day in preparation, figuring out you'd be uh, totally wasted by now after being at that victory game. So I'm all ready for you. Are you ready to party? You're probably a little farther along than me then. And uh, and Artie doesn't drink. So. Oh, no. You might have to keep this thing on track. Oh, man. I'm a little yeah. straight edge. Yeah. Artie, you might have to host the show tonight. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I actually uh, just poured myself a drink in a victory celebration because the, the Cubs won big today. And you guys saw a great game. 
Uh, tell me about it. How how much fun did you have? Yeah, it was it was cool, man. I I had a good time. Uh, got there early. Unfortunately, Cubs didn't do BP today. My my kids were a little bummed. They were they were hoping to grab up some uh, some baseballs. But uh, you know, we saw the guys throwing the ball around out in the field, and C. Shack got hit in the knee. Oh, did you see that live? No, <laughs> no. We saw something going on, and we're like, what the what the hell's going on over there? Like we weren't actually watching when he get hit, but then you know, of course, there's people out there kind of. Artie, did uh, you see him get hit in the knee? Was it as bad as it looked from that grainy video in the bleachers, or did the grainy video make it look worse? I um got pretty much right there as the game started. I got like uh something to drink and eat, and uh, national anthem played. Boom! Because I had to work this morning, so I was rushing to get through work and. You couldn't into wait the, to, into the thing. Couldn't wait to get to the stadium and get your Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> yes, and I, I I did it. I went. Yeah, I was actually sitting right in front of the Rocky Mountain oyster uh, uh, stand. What? Stand. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a stand. And uh, yeah, so I went out there, and decided to get it. Um, they were ma- interesting. Did they were you, all right. Did you make your kids eat them? Yes, it was funny. Uh, I gave it yes. to him. I didn't tell him what it was. Oh, you don't think? Did you tell him afterwards? What did they do? Of course. Well, uh, my youngest, he he gave it back. He he took a little bite and he's like, "Yeah, I don't like that." And my oldest just started cracking up. He was just he thought it was funny as hell did, that did, I did that. To him. Did they eat more afterwards, or the older one? The older one ate the one that I gave him, but that was it. He didn't want any more. Yeah. Yeah, right. they they have you had them before? I we might have talked about this on the last show. No, this is the first time I'd ever tried them. They're, it's just deep fried meat is what it tastes like. Like maybe a uh, like liver, like if you were to deep fried liver yeah, or something. They like, have that's an, kinda... an organ meat quality to them. Yes, so, and then you and, dip, uh, they serve them with cocktail sauce, right? And you dip them in the cocktail, right, on a bed of fries. Oh yeah, so you can't go wrong. You're fine. Yeah, eat eat your balls. That now, did you eat the rest of them? Yes, I I finished <laughs> them up. They were the good. Rest. See, I did not finish mine because at after like four, I'm like they're good, and I pop another one. I pop another one. After a while, I was just like, I think I'll just eat these fries. <laughs> you know, what yeah. I mean? it got into yeah. my head. I got it in my own head about it. I will say though, going into it, like I had this like uh, impression in my mind that it was going to be like. Uh, you know, like popcorn shrimp or something like little, like deep fried balls of stuff, <laughs> but it's not, it's like, they, they're like sliced, filleted or something. Yeah. They're sliced up balls, deep fried, yeah. which is fine. That makes them taste better in corn fried, you know, batter. Yeah. Artie and I were talking about it. Artie was like, yeah, you know, I thought they might be like hush puppies. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like that's exactly what they would be if they weren't sliced up. Do you know what would be good? Bull ball stuffing. You know what I mean? Like you like use in a turkey? Yeah, no, in the in the <laughs> stuffing part. You know, you, how you sometimes put sausage in there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that you that you put in the turkey. That yeah. Yeah, that's that's how you do it. Yeah, like Or are you saying dressing? Like that's and I don't need a turkey. I could just eat the bull ball <laughs> stuffing by itself. <laughs> Throw a little gravy on there, you're okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking out loud here for my new cooking podcast. Um so a lot of cheering today at the game. You guys must have had a great time. They put up, what, 10 runs in the end, lost the shutout at the end of the game, unfortunately. But it was kind of worth it because at least Tony Walters got plugged. 
It's glad to see that. <laughs> yeah, th- the whole getting hit by pitches. Fucking look, Arenado's a little whiny bitch. Oh, <laughs> boy, do I have something to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, let's do. You want, let's get into this game just because you guys were just there. And did you feel the tension? Four hit by pitches in this game. Did you feel any tension? Because there was tension between the teams. But um, Michael, you were telling me before the show, it's all tension on talk radio in Rocky Land. They hate the Cubs and their fans. Yes, yeah. the The media plays up this like negative uh, thing. They and and it's all blamed on the Chicago fans. Like so in their in their reality, their thing that they're inventing here, it's that Chicago fans are are flying in from Chicago to go to these games. To so spend 20, to fans. spend money in your town on marijuana and beer. Yeah. Get so, it. You're welcome, assholes. <laughs> yeah, but they but they Fuck. act like these guys come in in the the Cub fans are all shitty, and that that's well, why they're I mean, being shitty. I'm sure we're sometimes shitty. It's not. I mean, we're not all good. No, I'm positive that there are dickheads out there. Like every fan base has dickheads, right? Yeah. But when you're actually in the stadium, when you're at course, Rockies fans are fine. Cubs fans are fine. Like you don't see people like getting into shit. It's not like you know, Giants, Dodgers or anything like that. But it's like the the media creates this sort of like antagonism. Like we are in their heads big time in the in and they just beat us last year in the wild card. Settle the fuck down. You yeah. won. <laughs> and I've been trying to figure this out for the last couple of years because I'm just like, where did this all come from? The only thing I can think of, Cubs won the World Series. Before that, I've been going to games for nine years. Artie, you've been going much longer than me, right? Right. And was this narrative out there prior to the World Series? No, I would I would say that it is definitely a recent development. And, you know, I would even actually put it on uh, even uh, Colorado Rockies uh, Twitter would, is even trying to play in on it, too. Because yeah. I've, I've got in it with uh, with uh, at Rockies on Twitter, and it's just like, I don't understand. What did you, we were, we wait, were here first. What did you fight <laughs> at Rockies about on Twitter? Oh, just about uh, just a bunch of stuff. Just you know, I'm just uh, I'm kind of OCD sometimes, and like their description that saying that you know we're like a major league baseball team, and it doesn't say like we're the official account of the Colorado Rockies thing. Just things like that. And last year when we had the rainouts and just a whole bunch of stuff, and they seem to have calmed down a little bit. So maybe the the behind the at Rockies is a little different this year, but. They seem bland yeah. this year, don't they? Yeah. yeah. See, see, maybe what doesn't appeal to Artie kind of appeals to me and <laughs> and appeals to Michael a little bit. Because they were a cheeky and they would fight about who was better, Chris Bryant or Nolan Arenado. I think actually, and we said this then, that the answer is probably Nolan Arenado. Even though he's a whiny little bitch who I'm starting to really get pissed off by. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. he got plugged today because I'm sick of his shit. I'm sick of and Daniel Murphy, 
Can I say, you did not have to watch him today. Oh, thank God. Uh, you, you, well, it's probably good because Daniel Murphy probably would have scored five runs all by himself. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, with the bases empty. <laughs> God, he's that dude. I mean, and then here's the, oh, here's what drives me nuts about him. All right, so we finally bite the bullet, and Daniel Murphy comes to the Cubs at the end of last year and does nothing. Oh, he was, yeah, he he came out. He batted well for the Cubs for I think three games. Like right when he showed up, mm-hmm. he had like four hits in three games, and then uh, nothing because he knew we hated him. Yeah, we would have hated him even without the homophobia comments. It would have been hard to like him because he killed us in 2015 in the NLCS. And man, his numbers against the Cubs lifetime. I mean, there's guess which the and I think we might have mentioned this on this show before. Um, Artie, you might know the answer to this. What um, team in the National League? We'll just do National League because he's got the most at bats against them. Uh, what team does Daniel Murphy have better numbers than he does against the Cubs? E. Uh... What and it, it's ironic as well. <laughs> Would it be who else does he love to hit against? Uh, I don't know the cards. Oh, I wish. I wish. I don't. I I really don't know. St. Louis Cardinals, though. They're uh, see where are they on the list? They're like tenth or something. He's he's pretty average against them. He's got a one hundred five OPS against the Cardinals. Okay, so a little above average. You got to guess who he's better against. I'm going to say Rockies, right? Nope. The oh. Mets. The team he came up with. Oh. He's oh, like, geez. he's like, trade me, bitches. Oh, we'll see about that. I'm going to just fucking come in and bat 370 with, with a, here's a slash line. Three, he's got t- more home runs against them than just about anybody. He's got uh, 12 home runs against the Mets. Um, he's got 44 RBIs, 17 walks. 370 batting average, 427 OBP, 682 slugging, kills him. But against the Cubs, um, well, that that means a 173 OPS plus in 192 plate appearances. For the Cubs, it's actually better. So uh, just be glad you're not a Mets fan because it's a 135 OPS plus. Wow. Yeah. So it could be much worse. Can you imagine how Mets fans feel? 236 plate appearances in the regular season against the Cubs. That's like 44 more than the Mets, but yeah. So hope to get uh, to get it. Well, we got to get it down to Cardinals 105 OPS plus. Well, well, let's get back to the people that we hate that aren't named Daniel Murphy. And <laughs> I, I wanted to like here, here's the here's the thing. I live here, uh, you know, and I want to. Like the Rockies. I, I want to like them. I want to have a team that's close that I can cheer for. But they just like, number one, the media. So like if you try to, if you try to follow them, the media just, they kind of act like dicks. If they, if they follow them at all, but they act like, you know, uh, they have a big brother or little brother syndrome with everybody. Like the NFL, they hate the Steelers because Steelers fans 
show up. And uh, in the NHL, they hate Detroit because Detroit fans show up. And and they actually did have a, a rivalry with Detroit in the 90s. So, so what, they hate, what they hate is people coming in from out of town, which well, I experienced. That's not, I ex- but that's not what's happening, Danny. I Cubs ex- fans are not coming from yeah, out Yeah, you're already town. there. They were already we're- Cubs fans there for generations because of WGN. Right, like, for example, for me, 1987. So, yeah. Motherfucking uh, met, Andre Dawson, MVP. Yeah. yeah met, met a woman today who was from eastern Colorado. And, uh, you know, we had a beer, and she was saying she grew up on the Cubs because of WGN, right? And she's younger than us. Like, she could have actually, you know, been there for the heyday of, like, when they were starting this team up. Well, it all ends this year. Now they're going to have to grow up on Ricketts TV. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's it's just this weird narrative that honestly was never there until that happened. And I think it's... So you had fun at the game until you listened to talk radio on the way home, and they were just no. I was actually having fun at the game until Arenado got hit, and then started talking shit because he's just a dick. Like, and then I I watched that video like four times when I got home. That ball was not thrown at him. That's an inside pitch, and if he takes six inches backwards, it doesn't hit him. Yeah. He could have easily got out of the way of that pitch. But they, they were playing little plug fest today. What do you think, Artie? Were they playing oh. plug fest or not? Oh, I, I definitely I think they were. And and I and you know And we gotta you know, mention I, Bryant had been hit in the previous games. But right. Go ahead. And you know, this is what I was talking to Michael at the game about. And you know, I, you know, I of course uh, you know do a lot of uh, wrestling stuff. And I don't know if anybody oh, is so listening you to know knows aggression. Called it. Hey, plug your podcast real yeah, quick pl- while yeah, you're talking it. about this. Okay, it's Wrestling with Altitude. Yeah, Wrestling, wrestling with Altitude podcast. Yes. So, he, so tell and, us what they do in wrestling. Okay, so in wrestling, there's a term that's called a receipt. And a receipt is when one wrestler, uh, they're you know competing and doing it, and there's a perceived uh, notion that one hit the other with a stiff forearm or something like that that's not the norm. So, so he hits him for real when yeah. he's supposed to be pulling it a little bit. Right, yeah, we're breaking the fourth wall a little bit here. But so they get offended by that, and then the next time they will get into a match, the wrestler that that happened upon will then give them the receipt and then do in turn to the opponent that was the offending thing. So, and, and I kind of, I just kind of parallel. Those got some legal terms that sounded like they're already. <laughs> yeah. But they have wrestling lawyer here. So, so I kind of look like, you know, this with all these, the plug fest that we had in this series, I kind of wonder if that was a little bit of it. And, you know, we do have those unwritten rules on baseball that this kind of does happen sometimes. Well, and it was Cole Hamels that, retaliated but but that's my point go watch that video i don't know that hamels was it's not like he was throwing behind him or throwing so deep that he would have a hard time getting out of the way well yeah he he was trying to hit him somewhere that it would throw him out of the game which it did it just that looked like an inside pitch and yeah it was going to get him but it, it obviously it got him in the forearm if he just backs up, just straight back instead of he turned into it and jumped in the air and did some 
crazy shit. Well, I prefer to think that he look pl- bad. I prefer to think he plugged him. You, I don't know why you want to be an apologist for him. He pitched a great game, and because, no, because seven my point innings, is, I don't no think- runs. He's like, I'm going to plug this motherfucker. I've already kicked their ass. Now I'm going to plug him and make him think about it. I don't think he went for him, but Arenado did. But Arenado thinks everybody's going for him. Nope. Nobody can accidentally hit Arenado. Michael, he had nine strikeouts. He was putting the ball exactly where he wanted to put it, and he put it <laughs> right in Arenado's arm. I hey, Okay, your narrative is Cole Hamels plugged him Hero. on purpose. Hero. My narrative is Arenado's just a whiny bitch who I think- anytime he gets hit – he takes offense to. I it. agree with both things, but I. And think- then you saw the you saw the Cubs getting hit. You know what do they do? No, they, they took their to base. base. Yeah, they, they, they take the fucking shot. Whatever. Well, that's what's and expected of them. It was clear that they hit uh, Rizzo on purpose. Oh yeah, and Rizzo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rizzo knows that he can't. He, he's already decided to never fight, which is I love that. He's just like, I'm not going to fight you. He put his face on, but I, I actually don't want to see them get in a fight at all. Because, you know, I don't. we don't need this stupid injury. And also, right. it's, it is bad form. To me, it's like, yeah. I mean, I tweeted it out the other day. How come it is that these guys don't get arrested for clocking each other on the field? It's assault. It's straight assault, and, you know, people are like, well, it's sports, and it's men, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that has been the excuse forever, and the excuse over. No violence. Uh, You know, we can have fake violence. We can have controlled violence. We can still enjoy hitting each other. I mean, Artie does a damn wrestling uh, podcast. This throwing at each other, I'm against it in most ways. Um, And they threw at Hamels. Oh, they plugged Hamels, and that happened. They got him in that, the, in the uh, ankle. What, what uh, happened first? Refresh my memory. Arenado got hit first. He was the first person to get hit in this game. Yes. All and, right. It, and after that. The Hamels hit did. I mean, who hits somebody in the foot? I mean, I that's it. the one that seemed like it got away. And it, and it could have. It could have been that he was trying to throw it inside to, to send a message. And he threw it down. Hamels with a great game, too. Goes Hamel, two for hey. three, knocked in some runs. Oh, wow. No NLDH, baby. Yeah, we don't Cole need Cole Hamels didn't have a hit, right? No, all year. And then he exploded with two. <laughs> <laughs> with two hits. But, hey, they drove in runs oh, uh, on one of the hits. Yeah, he, he yeah. drove in, too. He drove in Cargo and Baez on that single. He even scored a run today. Yeah. Look good. Got hit by a pitch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Team, so he was on base nine four t- three times. Wow. So yeah, uh, but no, I think he was throwing. I, I think I think by the end of that game, it was getting out of hand. Benches were warned about it, and um, well, and then and then there was another uh, hit by pitch, and, and then Walters got hit by a pitch, <laughs> and goddamn Bud Black comes out of the dugout. To yeah. get all upset. You didn't see Madden doing anything like I was watching. I'm like, is there any activity that I can see from the Cubs dugout? And we weren't too far away. I didn't have a great angle, but dude, these, I mean, it that this is what I'm talking about with this perception. It's like, oh, the Cubs are the shitty ones. They hit Bryant like 
yeah, don't know. It's it, been like 10 times now in the last three years. Yeah, I, I wonder. I, I wish I had looked that up beforehand, but he he got hit. See, I'm looking it up now. Um, he got hit twice by Lambert, the rookie, who kicked right. our ass again. Oh, God. Right. And then he kicked our ass again. And then the Cubs, you know, if Cole Hamels actually threw at uh, at Arenado, as you say, but then they hit two of the Cubs players, no moose, no motion out of the Cubs dugout. And then they hit Walters, and all of a sudden, Bud Black's taking offense to this. It's like, dude, you hit two players after that. So I'm saying they they have this whole like it wasn't us, and it, like, the, like the, you guys are being dicks. And then they run up and they punch you, and when you punch them back, they're like, "See, I told you, you're a dick." It's yeah. like, no, you started it. Yeah, it's it, you know, and and the worst part is like. So this kind of happens with the Cardinals a, l- a little bit, but like at least they're an actual rival. And at least the Cardinals have something to say, right? It's they the 11 do? rings thing that is the oh, yeah. like annoying as shit to us. Rockies don't have anything. Like like I said, like they have a beautiful ballpark and bull balls. Fried bull balls. <laughs> it, it almost feels like to me the Rockies have an infor- inferiority complex too. So, and they have it, and and I think it's that's spurned on by the media, yep, and social media, and it is across the board. Like I said, if there's a team that has a good fan base, Steelers, Red Wings, uh, you know, Giants, Dodgers, like anybody, they just immediately act like. Those guys are, you know, those are terrible people and all this stuff. It's it's stupid. I, I think when the Rockies win it, and, you know, I like the Rockies. Here's the thing. It's like, you know, they are, don't feel like a threat. Even though they beat us in the wild card last year. Like, overall, I, I would dig it if the Rockies did something cool. Like, Michael, you said you would like them to do something cool and you would like to like them. Artie already does like them. My, uh, my, the thing about the, that team is when they do it, when they finally put it together, they're going to have to do it with like a bad boy, you know, cowboy sort of mentality. And I think they should embrace that and be the asshole team because it's cool to have an asshole team. Like well, I can get behind a vibe like that. Be the ba- position. Yeah. Be the bad guy. Don't you love a bad guy? Like Bryce Harper, bad guy, right? Ryan Braun, bad guy. It's fun to boo these dudes. Rockies, the bad guy team. I'm with Right, it. but that's what you're saying. It's fun to boo them. I, I can't like them then. Like, I don't like the, the bad guy teams. Right. Like, it's not fun for me to be like – to. it's not fun for me to have to apologize for my team winning. Artie, you watch this team more. Do you, uh, do you think they're bad guys or should be? Like in like in wrestling, you know, black dart <laughs> coming in, just uh, all of a sudden transition from a face to a heel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Hulk Hogan, he turned bad like three times, and he's still a hero. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. well, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's weird. It and but like I said, the reality is when you're at the game, people are pretty cool. Like you can oh, talk yeah. to Rockies fans. You can, you know. You you walk around, nobody's giving you shit. Nobody's like, you know, it's not like when you go to St. Louis, right? 
Yeah, St. Louis can be a but the roughest place is Dodger Stadium by far. Uh, I think See, you go out it, west. And, I don't understand it. The weather's so nice. It's beautiful, and everybody's aggressive. What the hell's wrong with you people? We're the ones that got to suffer in the Midwest. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, yeah, it's nuts. But it seems like the all, all the vitriol is on Twitter and in the media. All the people that don't actually go to the games, because let me tell you, not a lot of people go to the games. Yeah, you know, I've, that's I've no, why not even these Cubs games, man. It was mostly blue. There were not Rocky fans around. What was it like today? How many Rocky fans versus Cub fans would you say were in the crowd? Ooh. I would, I, I'd say 80-20. <laughs> like Cubs to Rockies? Yeah. Yeah, and, it was high, man. It was high. Like Now Denver's always high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, by a mile. It's a yep. mile-high city. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's exactly what you meant. Yeah, no, uh, it's it seemed like a lot. It seemed like a lot, but again, it's all it's just always been that way ever since I've been coming. Yeah, you're a new team. I know. I was trying to think when did they come in? 97? 93. 93. Oh, see, it's been a while. You guys are pathetic. <laughs> no, but but here's the thing: the Cubs have been around. The Cubs have had a baseball team since Colorado has been a state. (laughs) (laughs) The same year that Colorado became a state, the Cubs were playing their first year of baseball. Yeah, the the Grand Canyon was was but a crack. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's like, and then WGN, uh, you know, got going in like the 30s and the 40s. And like, these people watch these teams and there's just generations and generations Rockies fans haven't had the chance to build that generational fan base. They've this is they're like into maybe their second generation of fan base because like the people who started liking the Rockies when they came, you know, in '93, then they had kids, and those kids are now adults and going to the games. So, like, they're having babies, so that would be, like, the third generation. The Cubs have, like, a hundred generations. Yeah. They can't even say, I used to watch the games with my grandma. Not one Rockies fan has watched a game with their grandmother, and that's just sad. Right. Oh, and if they I'm, did, I'm assuming- their grandmother was probably a fucking Cubs fan. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and then, exactly. And then the Rockies came, and I started liking them, too. Right. Uh. Yeah. So but I will say, and, and Artie, I don't know if you pay any attention to this, but when I'm walking around and I see couples at Coors Field, and I've noticed this for a, a few years, the guy seems to be wearing the Rockies stuff and the girl seems to be wearing the Cubs stuff. Have you're, you noticed You're that? just looking at the girl. <laughs> I mean, w- women in Cubs t-shirts and stuff t- does get my attention, but translation, <laughs> I-, I notice girls and Cubs gear. T- <laughs> right. But that's everybody when you're there, but no, I-, I-, I see like the couples and they're walking and because that always like surprised me. But I also, I notice like people who wear like a Rockies hat and a Cubs Jersey or vice versa. Like there's some of those, there's a lot of those people out there too. That, Which I just think th- that weird. bugs me. that no that bugs me. A lot of people do yeah. that. Spring training's got that going on too. Oh, and the Red Sox fans, yeah, lots, lots of Red lots Sox of those, fans. Yeah. yeah, there's a guy I met who's my neighbor, 
who, ah, where did he say he was from? Like Slovenia or some shit. And uh, he had a Yankees hat. And I'm like, oh, are you a Yankees fan? He's like, no, this hat is very popular in Slovenia. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, it is. I guess it is. It It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and that's the thing. It's just popular. I think the funny thing is, like, I just look at the Colorado flag and I can't help but just see the Cubs C on it. To me, that's just a big Cubs flag. Once again, that's yeah. your thing. You look at women and you look at flags. All you see is Cubs. <laughs> so, well, let, let's go. Let's go forward into this series and then come back to the beginning of the show because uh, okay. you know because you guys were just there. Um, game one, heartbreaker. Cubs lose six to five. Uh, Artie, did you go to this game? Yes, Dan. All, All right. right. So very exciting for you. Cheering the three Cubs home runs. Those two solo shots. They went back to back, and then there was a walk, and then to back. Oh, how exciting! It was great, and even uh, Riz on the tree. Yeah, <laughs> Artie was oh. telling me that Riz Riz dropped a ball on the tree today. Or mm. yeah, on, on that, yeah, in that game, Rizzing right. on a tree. <laughs> and then, uh, but both pitchers had a shitty third inning um and uh you darvish did pretty much well he gave up two homers and then it was four to four for the longest time and then this is what gets me daniel fucking murphy getting back to him the slowest man in the world oh, somehow steals third base right and it's not even like he stole second which is a long throw third is like the hardest base to steal. <laughs> steal. They just weren't paying attention. I, I mean, know. there were two outs, right? So they just wanted that third out. Now, he, I don't – I mean, then there was a single, and Murphy might not score had he not stolen third. I. What do you think? I think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not fast, and uh, they've got – the Cubs have a great outfield, good arms in the outfield now. So if he's – Getting started from second base, he might they might not wave him around. With two outs, maybe they just hope for a bad throw. Yeah. But but we I, don't know what happens. It should have well, but, it, but it's a tie game over. at that point. It's tight. Like you don't want to lose it there, right? Or was he the tying run? No, he would have been the, the winning uh well, the go ahead run. Yeah, that was a go ahead run. But tie game, you don't want to like get thrown you don't want a toot bland right 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 yeah. and yes. and murphy does and not to mention the fact that he's like daniel murphy's like making diving plays at first base just looking incredible oh, i seem God. to remember him being awful in the field now he's yes. a first baseman he's incredible um and uh schwarber strikes out bat on his shoulder uh pretty much right down the middle i mean yeah, uh, that must have been disappointing to be there, Arthur. Yeah, it, I mean, it was tough. I was like excited. I was hoping that they could pull us out and, you know, maybe go to extra innings, even though it had been late. But, you know, it just yeah, it was just oh. Well, and those homers were coming right at you, weren't you? You were telling me that they were hitting near you. Yeah, pretty much all the home runs on that first game. Uh, I was out in left field. And they were to the right of me. They were to the left of me. They were over my head. In the case of uh, 
uh, what's his face is uh, um, Desmond's oh, Desmond. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. So the Desmond home run that was listed by Statcast as the longest home run in uh, the major leagues this year. That's the one that was hit off Montgomery, right? Who kind of, well, yes. he yeah. sucked. And I and didn't, then, and can I bring up Mike Montgomery real quick? Yeah. Um, and yeah. We're talking about it. That he has not had, and I looked it up on uh, Monday night during the game. He has not had a clean, full inning of relief all year long. Mm. Now he was injured for a while, so it's not, it's a little less uh, innings overall, but. Right, it's a smaller sample size. Yeah, you guys were talking about this on Outside the Ivy, right? Yeah, we did. And 517 earned run average uh, right now. It's just, it's not going well for him or Kyle Ryan, the lefties. But um, I don't know who you put out there, but no, please go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I was, I'm confused by this whole. The giant home run? It was a giant home run. And the biggest home runs were hit off Mike Montgomery. The, right. bit, well, the, the right. longest two of that the year too. were hit by Mike Montgomery. Oh, off of Mike Montgomery. God, I wish he hit home runs. Yeah, but no, but that ball landed on the concourse. Like, it hit the ground and bounced up there on the concourse past the seats. But I was at the game against the Blue Jays, and uh, Chris Iannetta hit one off of the back wall. Like, uh, the... It's like the ice cream fucking shop or something. But he hit it off of that, high off of that, and it went back into the stands. He hit it so hard. Yeah, over over the ice cream shop over by Kittyland, too. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out, like, how did Ian Desmond's shot, which landed on the concourse and then hit that wall, how that, you know, it must have just been in a different area of, like, a little bit deeper part of the field because – that that ball did not look that impressive, but apparently it was. Yeah, I'm just saying the Chris Iannetta one on uh, Sunday. That thing looked. That thing looked like it would have broken windows on the other side of the street at Wrigley. Well, it was it was definitely disappointing how that game ended, and it reminded me of the Astros series when the Cubs were pounding home runs, but nobody was on base. Uh, yeah, for the most part, and um, this couldn't couldn't uh, I don't know. Just they couldn't they couldn't outlast the Rockies. Rockies have been great at home. They're built for that ballpark. Uh, they got a lot of bashers in the lineup. It's a tough offense, you know. Not necessarily on the road, but at home, they're built for the place. They know how to hit there, and we saw that in Game Two when the Cubs lost ten to three. Um, right. It, that was the Rockies, I think, their 10th straight home win. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. And uh, Hayward homered in this game, and I thought it was going to be going well. <laughs> I was excited. You know, it was, it was <laughs> two to two to one. I'm like, oh, yeah, plenty of time. We're in for a wild one here in Colorado. Two to one. It lasted that until the bottom of the fifth. And well, really the bottom of the sixth is when all the hell broke loose with Brad Brock, who's been oh my absolutely God. just horrendous lately. I mean, doesn't he know that his wife's singing career depends on him pitching well in Chicago? Wait a second. He has a wife singer too? Yeah, Janae Brock, do you not listen to this show? No, I don't. <laughs> no, have we talked about this? 
you might not have been on that show. Yeah, I might not have. Yeah. I don't. I try to listen to all of them, but I well, don't. You're gonna them. about to go down a rabbit hole after we're done recording. Oh, but Janae Brock, okay. Yeah, she sang the national anthem the other day, and she's awesome. She actually has a really great voice and much better songs than uh, the wife, ex-wife that shall not be named. <laughs> right, but are her eyebrows a darkness that no, you've she, never seen on a human being? No, she's just you. You'd walk right by her on the street, and you'd be like, "Hey, normal person," and then she <laughs> and then she opens her mouth, and you're like, "Wow, she's got a great singing voice." That's all you'd think. That's yeah. all you think, which is how, well, I don't know. Do your, do your thing. Right. If you, if you want to be Juliana Zobris, I've been entertained. Yes. Entertainment <laughs> has been had, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Jules. Yeah, but in this game, you know, that game was okay. Quintana was not great. He gave up four runs, but it was... It was manageable. Cool. It Half was, the it game was a three-run game right yeah. then. And then Brad Brock just – and he's been bad. Like, I don't know why Joe keeps going to him. I mean, he just hasn't really been, like, a pitchable pitcher. <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, like – He just came can- in today in the ninth inning, and I was like, oh, thank God we have ten runs. I hope it holds up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt this way. I mean, and but with Brad Brock, I mean, he's given up um, runs in what six of his last seven appearances, something like that. It might have changed because he gave up another run today. Yeah, he, even well, though, and it was the guy that he hit. Yeah, Walters. Which, by the way, now I kind of like Brad Brock because he plugged Walters. And if you <laughs> remember who Tony Walters is, he's the like the he, the sub two hundred one seventy three hitter or whatever it was that got the game winning hit in the thirteenth inning of the wild card game last year to send uh, the Cubs home for the right. Offseason. But do we really think Brad Brock has the command right now to hit anything? No, no, <laughs> nor does he care. About Tony Walters because he wasn't even on the fucking team then. Right. So, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Yeah, Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, oh, God, he's he's not a good pitcher. Got a 649 on the season, a 1.94 whip. Yeah. Over 26.1 innings. It's not like... He's only been out there a few times. Well, it's it's been bad all year. And I told, um, well, I told you, Michael, and I was talking to Luis and Michael Sarami from uh, outside the Ivy. And I was like, man, I thought like Brad Brock, I, I remember that time he was like shut down. And they're like, I don't remember that. You said that. Um, I'm remembering like one week of time. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm remembering... Well, there was one time that he pitched two innings and struck out three and had a walk. But everything else has been like n- nothing's been clean except for the beautiful, magical point of Brad Brock's season that was between May 4th and May 10th where he just oh. he just shut it down except for a walk. <laughs> you go to Brad Brock's house and he's got May 4th to May 10th. He's just got like like – pictures all over his wall just of that week well you've heard of john baker day that's brad brock week (laughs) (laughs) we just all week long it's like a religious festival oh hilarious um 
Yeah, so that sucked. Now, Artie, were you at that game? I was not. Oh, you skipped the good one. So you saw a good game even though the Cubs lost in the end. Right. Well, and then Chatwood came in in that game. Like, he didn't – I don't know. What did that look like? I I did not get to see this. I was watching little kids play baseball badly, which – I mean, damn near pretty much the same as watching the Cubs, right? Yeah. Um, the thing that killed me about this game is again that fucking Lambert guy, Peter Lambert. Now he only went five innings, but he only gave up one run. Yeah, and, and then they've got the expensive bullpen. They got money off real deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the end of the game. So another rookie. Uh man, that, how can, how come we can't hit this? Is this guy Lambert for real? I don't know. He's had two starts. The first one, uh, the first one was real. I don't know about this one. Like, obviously, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't do much. I mean, he gave up three hits over five innings. Uh, one was to Homer to Hayward, right? He walked two, struck out three. It's that doesn't, it's not an overpowering line that he had for this game, but he ends up with the win. Yeah. Well, he ends up with the one run given up, and even through five. Now, I think maybe if the, he goes a third time through, but, uh, you know, Bud Black knew. He's like, well, I got to get this kid out of here. They've seen, like, this guy for 12 innings now and haven't done shit. It's about to, my luck's about to run out, you know. But then they used, you know, they used the bullpen that they paid for properly. And uh, Bettis. Yeah, because he only, he only threw 83 pitches. Yeah, he's a rook. And then uh, the, the Cubs fu- made a little noise at the end of the game. They got uh, two runs. Uh, and pretty much because of hometown boy David Bodie with his little hustle double. Uh, David Bodie just ripping it up, playing great in Chicago or in uh, in Denver and against Denver in Chicago. Yeah. Like he that was the seven RBI game he had was against the Rockies. The Rockies, yeah. So uh, he, (laughs) okay, so now David Bodie is to the Rockies, they're Daniel Murphy. Yes, he he may be a Rocky killer. All right, Bodie versus Murphy, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Cargo uh, is not a Rockies killer. No. (laughs) He He wasn't too hot. It's quite possible... That Cargo is the guy that the Indians let go. Yeah. I mean, he's, if he's hitting, what, what's he hitting right now? 200? Right at 200 or whatever? Oh, that's what the Indians said bye to. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, no. So, Carlos Gonzalez, he's hitting 261. With the, um, cu- with the, the Cubs. Yeah, with the Cubs. You know, he's hitting 261 since he's come in. That's not terrible. You know, it's just he kind of – he's only had 23 at-bats, I think. No. Yeah, lo- 23 I- at-bats, seven games. He could still work into this. 261 is not not as bad as I thought it was, probably because he's got 11 strikeouts in those. So that's like almost a 50% strikeout rate. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awful. Yeah, and he threw the bat – Two times in a row. Friday night. Yeah. That yeah, was weird. Yeah, uh, I was hanging in the uh, green room 
uh, with David DeJesus at uh, the, right before the Outside the Ivy show. And I said, Humble brag. And, and I, exactly. <laughs> I was uh, in the back room with David DeJesus. And no, I said, no, but I asked him, I said, how do you, how does that happen? What it, What's going on there? And he said, you've got to grab, he's like, a, something about grabbing the bottom of the bat too hard or something. I, I don't so, even so have he information. he didn't explain it at all. He didn't explain it. <laughs> well, not in a way that I could even understand or any of our listeners. Right. He's like, you, you know how you got two hands, right? You're yeah. supposed to wrap those hands around yeah. the bat and not let go. Cargo, let go. And then you just look at him like, no, it's, what it's, is it's going on? It's like one hand is too heavy. Like he's doing one too hard. Because like, yeah. I, I don't know. There's something with the balance of the hands that like you're not holding with the bottom one enough or something like it's too top hand heavy or, or oh, something. So one he's... or the other is what I'm saying. Like I, I can't figure out which hand it would be. But I, it would probably be the top hand is letting go and your bottom hand just can't take it, you know? So your top is needs that you're too bottom heavy and you know, you're yeah, not like, holding with like... the top of your hand. Yeah, like one hand is supposed to be the control hand, the other one hand is supposed to uh, control the weight. Yeah, because Addison Russell did that a shitload of times. Yes. So, look, look, work the shaft. Don't go. Work you know, shaft. don't go too 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 deep or too high. Just you, you gotta you gotta get the right amount of pressure. I don't even know what I'm yeah. talking about yeah, right yeah, now. I, yeah, just got... I, I know. I know. I, I might have to take a break real quick after you just talking dirty well, like that. Well, that and every time you say David DeJesus, I can't help but have a, a <laughs> mental image of his wife pop in my head. David DeJesus. He needed a song, too. <laughs> so... um let now let's go back. We talked about these games enough. Um, should mention that I, I do want to mention this about Game Three real quick. Um, is that uh, Javier Baez hit his seventeenth home run, and also uh, Kyle Schwarber seemed to have broken out of. Well, I don't know. It's, his whole career has been kind of a slump, and if if you think about it, in a way, but <laughs> but, but it's a slump punctuated by, by mammoth home by runs. By mammoth home runs, and this had one <laughs> of his, and it was a three-run homer by Kyle. So that was nice to see. Let the hope be renewed for better skies ahead. Is, is Kyle Schwarber? So Kyle Schwarber's new nickname should be the three true outcomes, right? It's the walk, the strikeout, and the home run. Yeah, that's that's awkward out of player's weekend jersey, though. <laughs> uh, well, let's call him 3TT. There you go. Three titties. Three. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him three titties. Done. Done. <laughs> three three titties, Schwarber. Speaking of Sunranto uh, nicknames, um, the ink had barely dried on the karmic gerbils contract, which is uh, I my vote for what we call Craig Kimbrell. Are you with the, me? The karmic gerbil. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lyle wants to call him the mantis, and I'm like, Ben Dunn, karmic gerbil is just cool enough. And it's almost like, what, what do they call it when you can put uh, a word, jumble it around, and make a different word? Anagram. 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 It's. I don't believe it actually is. It could be. 
and and I I honestly the only reason I know about Anagram is because uh, the Nisei Lounge Twitter account. They're they're good at those. <laughs> anagrams. Yeah, anagrams. So so I'm on the show, you know. Outside the Ivy, you know the one I hang out with, uh, with <laughs> the David one, the, the one that lets you hang out with David DeJesus. You know, uh, guess who uh, showed me where the uh, salad bar was at Woo. the place across the street? Dude, he, you have a salad bar? No, no, I don't have it. I had to pay. I had to go across the street. <laughs> they don't have a salad bar right there. I'm, you know, so it's no. But guess who <laughs> walked me across the street? Should showed me where the salad bar is. Oh, well, that's got to be David Kaplan. No, 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 no. I feel like he's all about the salad bar. No, he is. I've seen him eat salad. But, (laughs) uh, no, Kelly Kroll showed me where to get uh, salads and sandwiches across the street. Oh, look at you rubbing elbows with the on-field reporters. Yeah. Um, You were supposed to say humble brag and make me look like an asshole for everybody's (laughs) entertainment value. But... um, no, what were we talking about? <laughs> I lost my... You just, you, I you derailed myself. in your head except for Kelly derail- Kroll and lettuce. I, I derailed myself for a side <laughs> bit. Oh, God. No, it was about that game that night. It doesn't. Oh, it's a I, classic I'll, episode I'll, of San Ranto here. I'll, I'll, oh, you, they all are. They're all classic. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going from double Ds to double uh, Ks to double Ts. I oh, mean, I know. Ds. So, no, we we were talking kind of about uh, Craig Kimbrell, and here's what what I was going to talk about is that on outside the Ivy, immediately backstage, hanging out with David DeJesus, we, we were <laughs> the Luis and Michael Cerami were like, okay, now what other bullpen armor we're going to need? Let's talk about it on the show, and I'm still in the. We got Craig Kimbrell happy dance land. And I'm like, no, man, everything's fine, man. We got Brad Brock. We got Mike Montgomery. We're okay. And I'm wrong, of course. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what they're is already the- flipping channels. Yeah. Yeah. They're already looking for who's next and, you know, talking about what we'd have to give up, who would take Ian Happ, you know, who, yeah, why, why, why not that. to give up Ian Happ. And I was like, uh, and they they got their eyes on well Brad Hand, uh, who's I think has another year of control if memory serves. And then you got Tony Watson and Will Smith from the Giants who aren't going anywhere either. Yeah, um, no Brad Brad Hand actually has two years of control still. I think it's twenty twenty three is his year, his free agent year. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, it's yeah you're you're right. It, it it's a little jump in the gun. Like we. We haven't even gotten the Karmic gerbil. Like, he hasn't thrown a pitch for the Cubs yet. Yeah. Well, but I think we see the needs. You know, well, we've been seeing the needs. We've seen the needs this whole time that the bullpen was not good enough. Yeah, we saw that last November. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I do hope they do something now that I kind of look at it, especially from the left hand side we already talked about the ineffectiveness of Mike Montgomery which is really a shame because I do wonder if I mean he's hurt right he had the shoulder thing but he also wanted to be traded before that going back and forth between being a long man a loogie a starter can I don't know but 
can that take its toll? I mean, I know you don't know either, but like, uh, what do you, would you care to speculate or should I go ask David DeJesus? Next? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Here, here's my thought is baseball players are superstitious. If anything works for them or anything doesn't work for them, they are on it all the time. Now, if you are in that sort of a mindset, but you literally do not know even which position you're going to play that night. Like, are you going to start? Are you going to be a long man? Are you, you know, are they calling you in for garbage time? Are they calling you in to, you know, take one left-handed pit, like hitter like that? I could see based on my little knowledge of what's inside, you know, baseball players heads, it could just mess with what they're trying to do. Usually these guys want a well, specific like setup so that they can know what to plan for. Well, it's a different way to pitch, right? You're coming out of the uh, bullpen. You're going to empty the tank. Oh, I mean, remember, he closed the World Series. Like, let me just go in there and throw as hard as I can. That, and throw now, my that, best was a, ever. that was a little bit of a different situation, too. You it know, just, he had not had the excess time starting and doing different stuff. And it was just it was just time to get things done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And Carl Edwards Jr. certainly as hell wasn't going to do it. Carl Edwards Jr. in the World Series was like every little kid that I watch get two outs in a game. Yeah, oh, in, yeah. in little league, and then they walk the next eight people. <laughs> yeah, yep. That was that's where I went wrong. Yeah, that was my little league career pretty much. When I pitched, I knew it's hard. It's hard. I think that's the first lesson for a little league pitcher is like, how do I pitch with two outs? It's not yeah. easy. Well, the Cubs, um, I, I do want to bring this up, and we don't have to get into it, but it's been disappointing when they're on the road, 14 and 18. Um, You know, uh, it, as of right now, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's the new season tomorrow because the Cubs and Brewers are both 38 and 29. They're both in first place, but you know, I don't know what the Cubs have to do. I mean, we could say less theme trips. <laughs> we can. I would say more theme trips, wilder Weird. theme, wilder, trips. weirder, right? I want Joe Madden to do a minor league theme trip, and he makes everybody ride the bus to like Miami. <laughs> just all night long, <laughs> just in a shitty bus. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Let's 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 make this happen. Yeah, they're all wearing like you know moldy flip flops and stuff. It's terrible. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> just so then maybe they'll remember. Oh, this this could be worse. No, I I think the big thing with the Cubs, it, it seems like offensively. They are a different team when they go on the road. When they're on the road, it seems like they are just trying to hit the ball out of the yard. But when they're in Wrigley, they seem to string together more multi-hit innings. Now, today, they put together a few hits, and then Schwarber killed the rally with a three-run bomb. Yeah, nothing kills <laughs> a rally like a three-run homer. Right, but it was but you know, prior to that travesty of a nat bat, uh the Cubs were doing well hitting the ball for base hits. Like in and you know, they, they were scoring. They were moving around the bases. They do that in Wrigley, it seems like. And when they go on the road, it's 
a home run, but it's a one-run shot. What do you think? Plausible? I I would like to look at the splits for their uh, power, home and run. No, 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 no. We're, we're ass-statting this thing. <laughs> the ass-stat says they hit the ball out. Well, I mean, this series reminded me with the Rockies of the, of Astros. the Astros series. is like, oh, great. We hit 53 home runs, the most ever in May, and went 500. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like all everybody's out there hitting John Lester's. So, if you're a new listener to the podcast, a one-run homer <laughs> is known as a Lester. Or a yeah, solo we may shot. actually get a new listener. Sometimes uh, I met Rachel Juranak today. I think I had a beer with her. Oh, Rachel, Rachel Juranak. She yeah. So and she had no idea who I was. I like she was actually following now, Crawley on to, Twitter to because be fair, I was talking to Crawley. Mo- most people have no idea who you are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She still doesn't. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, like, so you know Crawley, right? And I'm like, fuck yeah. you. I know Crawley. Yeah, I saw you were hanging out with Crawley at the ballpark today. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So she wanted to meet Crawley, and uh, he was unavailable. So she got me, and then I took her over to Crawley, and you know, and then she probably forgot about me. So you were sloppy seconds for Crawley. <laughs> yes. Oh. No, no. I was. I was the opener. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, like a B list Cub celeb. Oh, t- yeah. <laughs> C list. D. She, yeah. It was D. <laughs> F. Ah, shit. But no, she was she was very nice. We, we we had a good conversation. She was cool. So it was fun. It's fun to meet Cubs fans when we're out. Uh, there was somebody else up there that was uh, supposed to meet. I thought was going to meet us on the rooftop in the fifth, but it that just ended up being me and Artie hanging out. Which was also cool. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, <laughs> way to way to freaking insult Artie on the show. Well, right? It just it ended up space. being me and Artie, just fucking two pickles at a fest. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well. Um, I'd like to remind everybody to not vote for the All Star Game. Yes, um, first, leave the Cubs off that oh, list, please. Yeah, let them go home and rest. Be with the their wives and loved ones. Get laid. Um, you know, spend a little time with their children. You know, let them have that time off. It is important uh, that they come back. Let let fucking Ryan Braun go and tire himself out in the home run derby. Yeah. Oh, the uh, Rockies fans are very upset that Trevor Story is in fourth place. So quit voting for Javi and, and move Story up the board. Let him play. Yeah, I, I think Javi's the only one I want to go. I, I would like to go to the All-Star game. He's the only one that if he goes, it doesn't make me think that he's going to wear out. No. Like, he, no. He, he's the energizer buddy. The guy just goes, and he's awesome. Yeah. And, and that kind of thing, I think, might feed him. You know. Oh, and today when he rocketed that home run and stared down the pitcher a bit, you know, like, fuck you for hitting Rizzo. I just put two more on the board. You know what I love that he did in the, in the ninth when um, Walters who had been hit by a pitch ended up on third with the stolen bases uh, was coming home on a ground ball Uh, in a 10 to nothing game. Javi thought about cutting off the run at the (laughs) plate. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, and, I, saw, and then, I saw that. And then he great. had a little conversation with the umpire. The umpire was like, that wasn't cool, dude. He's like, I know. That's why I threw it first. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking for some collision catcher to catcher, but who wins that? Oh, yeah. Walters, Walters in his shitty fucking shit-stained mustache or Contreras, who's just going to sit stick a no, fucking Caratini. knee in Caratini. Or Caratini. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mess with him either. Oh, Caratini today missed a home run by about three feet, and it was a it was a triple deck shot. Like it was real high. Yeah, yeah. It just was just foul. Just and, the, and there was like eight people sitting up there. We were just like laughing, just like those people never thought in a million years a ball was coming yeah, near them. Exactly. It it, uh, it was so high that you couldn't really tell right away where it had gone because well, it was so high from, and gone from where we were over on the left field side. We couldn't tell whether it was on the left or right of that pole. Oh yeah. You know, we just saw where it landed <laughs> well, and we're like, that looks like a home run. And then I looked at the scoreboard and it, as soon as it landed, it flipped to uh, a strike, <laughs> added a strike to it. I'm like, Oh, it was foul again. <laughs> well, you were about 300 feet away. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We couldn't tell on TV either. Um, so yeah, don't vote for the Cubs. Um, and I, I have a little advice before we get to Rakes Flakes. A little advice for everybody about how to remember the Cubs pitching rotation and who's pitching tomorrow and who pitched yesterday, all that stuff. Um, and I got a little rhyme for you until it gets all fucked up at some point. And <laughs> okay. it, it goes like it's like a little children's rhyme I made up. It goes like this. You then Q, Colester Professor. You then Q, Colester Professor. All right. It's catching, right? Yeah. I like Where's it. What, is, what is that t-shirt company? The Obvious T? Yeah, Obvious Tees, yeah. They're yeah, work, there they, you go. Get that on an Obvious T. Man, they're working with everybody. They must be doing great business right now. They got the Bleacher Nation guys. They've got um, – they're working well, with Stuart McVicker at Club just... 400, which let me shout out Stuart McVicker real quick. Uh, Contreras tickets for the – what's the Thursday? The July 17th, 18th? July 18th. 18th. Yeah, Crawley and I were talking about this today. Yeah, July 18th, Contreras. Uh, there are tickets available, I believe. I'm the, I'm hearing Contreras and Big Z. Big Z's going to be there. Yeah, the Chicago Dogs legend. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, big shout out to them. But yeah, obviously T's been doing stuff with them too. So they got to do something with us at some point. I, like uh, I could do you then Q Colester Professor. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Like that sounds like perfect. Can't I'm gonna, anybody I'm gonna, just go to their site and get a shirt done like that? Like. I, I I thought there was like a, a a component that you could just you know put whatever you wanted on a shirt and they would send it to you. Well, sure. Am I wrong I'm, about that? Or? Yes, I could make my own shirts. I've done it in the past. If you didn't remember, no, but I, I meant obvious tees. Like I thought they. Oh, that I could b- do it on there. Yeah, like any any schmuck could just do it. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, I'm actually going to start my own company called Evident Shirts. And that I'm going to do the you then Q Colester professor on there. I'm see, and I'm going to get the 
not obvious shirts and it's just not going to make any fucking sense at all (laughs) (laughs) words will be misspelled oh did you see it'll it'll say quintana but it'll it'll clearly be brad brock did you see the i I forget who i'm i'm gonna screw it up there was a fake michael jordan action figure oh yeah yeah the 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 ching kango balls or something like that and M- Mikhail Jord Jordung, and you could have a slam dunk. <laughs> it was like all these almost words. Like that's what you could do is just like make it almost look like it, but a total knockoff of knockoff of everything obvious shirts does. Right. Not so obvious shirts. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, let's move on with some, so picked up this rake at Home Depot. some rakuses. Ah, there we go. You know what? In the last seven days, uh, just everybody has been raking, uh, four of the regular starters, Rizzo, Jay Hay, Schwarber, and Bodie all hitting over 300 for the last seven days. Ooh, uh, David Bodie actually leads the way with his eight hits and 21 at bats including two walks and two homers. He drove in nine runs. He has an 1197 OPS. And he's just tearing it up right now. It's great. And, uh, you know, on this season, he's got a 121 OPS plus, And he's been worth 1.3 war. Pretty good for a guy that nobody had ever heard of yeah, he prior was- to uh, Colorado last year. Yeah. Wasn't on the radar. How about a little... Uh- so unfortunately it's Wilson Contreras you know he's he's struck out six times in 19 at bats and he hasn't walked a single time this week he does have one dong so do I <laughs> but only three total hits he's got a 411 OPS Oof. so you know which is probably why Caratini got some work in this weekend well, he was on Friday God. night and on Sunday I'm glad Caratini is. I, I he came back way better than I thought he was gonna with the Hammett bone thing. Yeah, you know, because it was it was one of those things he started out, and you know, Caratini is never we've never looked at him as like a dominant offensive force, you know. But he he would be kind of streaky and kind of okay. But yeah, when when you break a little bone, even a little tiny bone in your hand. It, yeah, it, it makes you nervous for what you're going to get when he came back. But he's been great. He's not a qualified player. Like, for example, he's got about a quarter of the at-bats that Contreras does. But he's got a 990 OPS when he's out there. You know, he's got seven doubles and 50 at-bats. Like, you'll take that. You will. Uh, if your backup catcher, right, is never going to get the, you know, the qualified you know, enough at bats or games or whatever to be qualified. But if when he comes out to play, you're looking at, you know, eight, nine hundred OPS. Good or, gosh. Or, like, and he'll be the last guy off the bench to pinch hit. But hey, the last guy off the bench to pinch hit is usually because it's like the 14th inning and you got to do something. And the in comes Victor Caratini and can hit a double. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, today, right after that, Right after he launched that shot into the tr- the third deck up there, he then uh, went oppo on just like a 
a slashing single, you know, to left field. So he he's he's got it kind of going on everywhere offensively right now. Yeah, two young so catchers, two young catchers too. Maybe we don't need an old guy this year. It, it's the first time in a while that I have been somewhat comfortable with the Cubs not carrying three catchers. I still want another catcher, but you know what? Yeah, but another catcher that can do something else. But here's the thing about Caratini that makes you trust him as backup catcher: he could play first. And I don't think he'll be out there much, but third base too. You already got like 17 third basemen on this team. Well, you got two. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, I was so confused today. I uh, Chris Ionetta came in and took over at catcher, but Walters was still in there. They moved him to second base. I was yeah, like, what I is saw, going yeah, on? Yeah, Walters went, to, went and played the infield yesterday too. Felt like an insult. Yeah, and my, you know, my wife was uh, keeping a scorecard for the whole game because my wife's awesome like that. And she keeps scorecards when we go to the games and, and I look and I'm like, Walters isn't playing anymore. I and is playing. She's like, no, Walters is second base. And she's like schooling me on all the different position <laughs> changes. I'm like, God damn it. Oh man, you're fired. Get your wife out here. <laughs> oh my God. She'd probably be better than me. Yeah. Get it. Get, it's call her, call her up. I, I don't know. I don't know if you want me to say her name on the show. So I was, I didn't say her name. Oh, that's good. You I, said I don't, her, know, I don't know if she how not. private she is. Yeah, yeah. She'd be mad. Yeah. Um, so how about uh I I did it at the same time accidentally. <laughs> you you threw and blew right what? at the same time? Yeah, it sounds like this. Put your lips oh, it's like the last time I got sick. I was throwing and blowing at the same time. <laughs> Well, give them, give them both to me then, baby. <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, I'm going with Cole Hamels again. Uh, so the line looks almost identical to what it was the last time I did the show. He had two starts in the last week. He had 15 in- innings pitched. Uh, no runs. He's got two walks now. I think he had one walk last time. But he struck out 19 in those 15 innings. The guy is just a beast. Like, he's just getting better and better. People are hitting 170 against him, and he's got a .73 whip. Yeah, he kind of had a rough May, if you recall. And it Took was, him a little bit to warm into it, right? Like, 10 starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but even then, like, he wasn't terrible. No, no. I mean, he, he, he had a, he, no, he had a couple good ones in there. Got had a lot of good ones in there. Couple real clunkers. Couple clunkers in a row, which got us a little worried because Lester was having the clunkers at the same time. But, um, no, the last three starts have been incredible. He's – so, right now, on the year, he, he just today dropped under the three in ERA. He's got a 2.98 ERA. Beautiful. He's got the most innings pitched on the team, the most strikeouts on the team. Uh, he is tied for the least amount of home runs with Kyle Hendricks, who was also is also awesome. Um, yeah. Hendricks actually has one less start, and he's only uh, two thir- or one-third of an inning behind him. Uh, and he needs pitched. So Kyle Hendricks probably pitched the most. But well, how how about uh, well, give me the blows, and I'll play it again because it's such a great sound bite. You just put, put your, your lips, lips together, together and. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my God, there's a there's a Philadelphia A's elephant on this show now. <laughs> it's it's Brad Brock. Oh gosh, this dude has he doesn't know what he's doing out there right now. They were talking to him after. Uh, the game yesterday, uh, Jesse Rogers talked to him and, and he's saying he feels like he's got his great stuff. I he know. just doesn't know where anything's going. I know he and Joe Madden said the same thing about him. I heard both those things. And it's it's crazy to me because if this is your best stuff, well, it's obviously not your best stuff. Well, I think what they're saying by best stuff is Results. I think that he's getting more movement. He's getting, you know, it's coming out of the hand better like all that stuff is good the problem is spin rate baby spin rate <laughs> yeah if you get more spin if you get more movement all this stuff and you're not used to it you don't know where it's going anymore and i think that's kind of where he's at i think that's what they're looking at like when he throws they love the movement they love what's going on but he just can't place it in the strike zone and so he's you know he's hitting tony wolters for no reason is it possible that, you know, as hitters adjust to things and there are new spin rates as you go to the Chicago Cubs infamous pitch lab and you figure out how to make the ball spin in such a way that it drops exactly 1.23 inches uh, as it crosses through the strike zone. Um, is it possible that the hitters can predict what your spin will do? Yeah, uh, it, it, it kind of reminds me of what happened with Arietta, right? In 15, like that ball was dropping off the table and everyone was swinging at it. And then once everybody stopped swinging at it, he started walking, guys. Even in his no hitter, he walked like seven or something. That's a total ass stab, but it was four. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was four. Wow. But yeah, you know, like so great stuff. Now, of course, we are not. Uh, saying Brad Brock is like Jake Arietta because he got that shit together and, and, you know, was able to figure it out, but he was never that same guy. Once people started to, you know, be able to see which ones were going to be strikes or whatever, but he had a, he had a while that he had to figure that out, how to get it back in the zone because it was still doing all the good stuff that he wanted it to do. They just weren't swinging anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Brad Brock is Jake Arietta, is what you're saying. <laughs> you know, we should trade him to the Orioles. Yeah, is what I'm saying for Steve Clevenger. <laughs> Get Steve Clevenger back, and that'll be our third catcher that and, I want. Yep. No, that guy wasn't he racist or something? He did something. Yes, he went. He went out to. He went out to Seattle and then tweeted a bunch of racist shit, and Seattle dumped him. Fucking. Yeah, Clevenger. Thank you for Strope. <laughs> um, Artie, you're quiet back there. How, how you doing? I'm all right. All right. Chime in whenever you want. I know we're a big bunch of loud mouths here. Well, well, all right, but it's time. It's time. Artie. Oh yeah, this is Artie's place of the lovable <sighs> Lou Sears today. It's true. It's Artie's big moment. And now, the state of the bull penis. With Artie Boucher. Well, my fellow Cub fans, the state of the bull penis, this series was kind of all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> no no uh, control of the bull penis. No control, <laughs> no control. of the bull penis. Uh, just, you, you got hard at the movie theater. 
you know, before, you know, just during the date and then you couldn't get it up later. Is that is that what you're going with? Just no yeah, control. Exactly. Yeah. You got it got excited at the wrong times and not <laughs> yeah. at the at the right times. Came too early and then you could do it again, but she was already sleeping. And <laughs> and then I ended up eating a basket of them on my fries. <laughs> the state of the bull penis is in Michael's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, no, those are the balls. He didn't eat the dick. Although they do sell that too and eat it. Who knows? Maybe it's better. I, I, you know what? I couldn't tell you what I ate today. It was just deep fried meat. Could have yeah. been anything. Yeah, deep deep fried anything is pretty much. Is you know if if you would have handed that to me and said. These are oysters, you know, deep fried oysters. And I'd had a beer and I was at the ball game and I was hanging out and I just thought I was eating oyster, deep fried oysters. I probably wouldn't have thought anything and been able to finish them all. Be like, oh, these are fucking delicious. I love oysters, you know. And then somebody would be like, they're bull balls. And I'd be like, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what my kids did. Exactly. Because I am 14. <laughs> As well as your son. <laughs> you the, yes, you're the same age. Pardon the interruption, but I'm uh, sitting here looking at the Cubs line on mybookie.ag, and I see that the Cubs are plus 150. John Lester, not favored, along with the rest of the Cubs in this game. And why? Because it's against Clayton Kershaw. Minus 180. The over-under is eight. Uh, these are two great offenses, two great pitchers. Man, it's really tough what to, what to do here. Uh, but I'm going to say you got to bet on Johnny Lester. I mean, he's your man. You can make a little money. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code RANTO. First time you use it. And you get 50% bonus. All right. If you never want to hear an ad like this again, just become a Patreon supporter. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's so easy. You get your own RSS feed. You get the show ad-free. You get it early. And uh, just please do it. It's only cost a dollar a month. That's it. All right. Thanks. Back to the show. Okay, so the Los Angeles Dodgers are next. So we can preview them. Um, our life El, is not- El Doyers. The Doyers. Um, is it El Doyers or is it La Doyers? El. Okay. Oh, yeah. actually, Los. Los Doyers. L- Los Doyers. El Doyer. Los Doyers. <laughs> yeah, one, we are, one Doyer. we are so sorry to any of our Spanish-speaking listeners. We are destroying your language right now. No, it's legit. That's how they say it out there. Right, uh, but that doesn't mean we're saying it well. No. I, I, I think we sound pretty good. El Doyers. Sounds pretty good. I sound like, you know, Sabido Gigante. Kind of sound like that guy. What's his name? You ever watch that show, Sabido Gigante? Don, Don, uh, uh, come on. You ever watch it? It's all in Spanish. So you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sa- oh, I know what you're saying. Sabado Gigante. It's a, uh, it's like the variety show. Yeah, Don, Don Francisco. That's it. Sabido Gigante con Don Francisco. And it's like a variety show with like sexy women and good music and stuff. 
It's fun. It's like Lord. It's as if Lawrence Welk had a good personality. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kids look up Lawrence Welk. Um, so actually, that Lawrence Welk is even before our time, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. My gram, our grandmothers watched Lawrence Welk. They yeah, did- because because Danny's like fucking nineteen eighties references aren't bad enough. He just pulled one from the. 40s <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother loved it that's how i did she's like oh isn't this wonderful i'm like it's a fucking polka <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody likes this anymore grandma i can't but that was when we were kids and now we're like "Ooh, polka yeah you're like "Ooh, <laughs> let's go to the german fest it's only because they have beer there yeah well you know where else they have beer they do yours game um <laughs> m- m- they got uh m- modelo uh, with mixed with uh, tomato juice out of these. I never got one because mm. I like Bloody Marys. I like beer, though I haven't been drinking it lately. Um, But I, just the two twixt. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. Have you ever oh, had yeah. this drink? I, I actually, yes, I love that. When I go to uh, Mexican restaurants, I get uh, what is the name of it? See, I'll get a Bloody Mary with a beer chaser. It, it's a michelada. Yeah, michelada. Yeah, it, oh, I, I love Stoyers. a michelada. Yeah. So, well, they're drinking fucking happy out in Dodgerland because they're in first place. They're the best team in the National League. Are they the best team in the majors right now? They're close. Ooh. They could be. I don't know. That's prob. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the Yankees followed by the Astros and then the Dodgers. Nope, it's the Dodgers. The Is Dodgers it? and the and the Astros are the best teams. Oh, okay. The, the actually the Astros are slightly better by by half by a game. Okay. So, uh, the the Dodgers. The, you know, if the season ended today, the Dodgers would have home field advantage for the entire thing, and that would suck. So oh, I think the Cubs and, and I'm actually wrong about that. Minnesota is actually better than the Yankees. Yeah. Um hit yeah. lots of lots of home runs from guys you barely ever heard of. Right. So uh yeah, the Dodgers they're doing great, but they did just lose two in the ro- in a row to the Angels. So um and that's the most they've lost in a row since a bad early stretch in April. When, yeah, that's some L.A. on L.A. crime down there. Yeah. Oh, man. that Blood was shed in the parking lots, let me tell you. Um, and uh, actually, isn't it funny that they – I don't know how Dodgers fans feel about Angel fans. They beat Giants fans to death. But I don't know if they, they have that kind of inner city rivalry. I, You know what? I, I feel like it's it's like the Cubs and the Rockies. I bet the Angels fans think it's a, a rivalry, and the Dodgers Do not are care. just yeah. surprised to find out there's another team in their city. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, down by Disney? Oh, I never go down there, but once a year when my nephew comes to town. Um, yeah, they're all like, Knott's Berry Farm, fuckers. Yeah, let's go. Um, so the Cubs did beat the Dodgers two of three at Wrigley, and they outscored them uh, 15 to 10. So we got a decent track record. It was April, it was Wrigley, it was the Dodgers. That wasn't even part of their bad stretch. Well, I guess their April was not great uh, in general. No, but I remember this being a big test, right? Because they were 
you know, it was the Dodgers, and they were actually well. We said it was, yeah. Well, but it was a test for the Cubs because they had had that terrible start, and then it looked like they were getting back on track, and the Dodgers came down. And it was like we will now see if this is an actually like an okay team. Yeah. In retrospect though, don't you feel like that was like jumping the gun a little bit to think that in April? <laughs> Just saying. No, no. Well, but the point is they were so bad prior to that. They were what? Three and 12. Like they were just sucking it up. They had gotten on a run, but it was a run against teams that weren't that great. So the Dodgers were like a real test. Granted it is April, but if they lose that, I don't know. I, I think we still aren't aren't enjoying this team. I think that the team just continues to plummet at that point. But they won it, and I think it's confidence for them that they beat, you know, what is probably going to be the best team in the West. Yeah. Do you remember this series at all? <laughs> no, only that we uh that we did well. What we meet loafed them, right? Yeah. I I feel like we could have won it. I I feel like uh like this was, I, I remember saying, should have swept this one. It was, uh, let's see, I'm looking at it now. The the yeah the they beat us two to one, and and Lester took the loss in that game. <laughs> the only giving oh. up two runs. Yeah, so I did feel that way. I, I felt that way for a reason. Right, right. Because when you lose two to one, that's that's a tight one. Yeah, that's rough. Artie, do you remember this series at all? I oh, gosh, I'm I'm looking back at the schedule and I'm trying to. I mean, April does, you know, unfortunately seem like it's, such far away. It, right, it feels so big in the moment. Like you're like, I'll never yeah. forget this game. It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was so mad at the end of that two to one loss. I was so disappointed with the bases loaded. He struck out, and I, it, I mean, I don't even know if that happened. Like I'm making shit up now. Yeah, but you know, in some ways, with the weather, it still feels like April. So, so maybe I just don't understand anything that's happening this year. Yeah, starting to warm up a little bit now, so that's good. Um, let's see the Dodgers. Oh, uh, Corey Seager just got injured. Last. Oh yeah, what happened to him? I saw that he was injured, but I didn't see what happened. Uh, hamstring. I, I didn't see what happened either, but his, he seems to be out for a while. Hamstring. Oh, you know, that's too bad. And Corey Seager has had trouble staying on the field for the Dodgers, which is which is a bummer. He's he's one of the best players in all of baseball when well, he's healthy. But they, they've got a couple of those, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. And then they've got a couple of guys like Max Muncy, who, you know, just for whatever reason, just showed up and started smacking dongs. Hey, everywhere. we got one too, David Bodie. Now, I mean, he's not doing what Max, Max Muncy's been doing, but, like, I'll take it. Uh, to be fair, I think we got two. I think Schwarber is is our Muncy. Because nobody yeah. really – he was on nobody's radar either until yes, the Cubs he picked was. him up. Everybody was excited. Uh, yeah, I guess he was He was a little more on the radar than, uh, you know, than Bodie. But, but Muncy was already in the league. Like, he'd been in for a while. Wasn't he? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm. Artie, you know anything about Max Muncy? Mm, no. All I know is that the first time I clocked him, he's 28. 
Yeah, the first time I clocked him at all oh, that's was right. like the, uh, the right A's, before the All-Star break. The, the A's gave up on him. After yeah, that's only, what I was saying. Yeah. I thought he had played for a little while. Yeah, he's more like our Tommy Lastella. You know, it, except for when Lastella went to the uh, Angels, right? Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Change of teams, they let him play every day, and boom, just what? What has he got now? Fifteen, sixteen? Yeah, it, yeah, and you know, and mm. Cubs fans out there all know Tommy Lastella, but I can guarantee you, no one else in the major leagues knew who he was until he went to uh, the Angels. So um, the Dodgers' offense, comparatively with the Cubs' offense, uh, it's really close. Third and fourth in OPS, separated by only nine points. Um, Sixth and seventh in home runs. Uh, Cubs have a a few more. Uh, First uh, in third in walks. The Cubs have a few more walks. Uh, The Cubs have been ticking up and striking out. Uh, They're now 11th, but the Dodgers don't strike out much at all. They're fourth best in that category. Neither team steals bases, as neither good team uh, would. And um, the Dodgers do run a little bit more. um, And the Dodgers have scored 31 more runs. Although, I wrote that down before today happened. And the Cubs won (laughs) 10. uh, I don't know what the Dodgers... Well, the Dodgers are are off today. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. See, see what happens with your run differential when somebody's off and another team scores ten. Um, pitching wise, the Dodgers are second and the Cubs are fifth in Team ERA. They are a run better, a full run. So there's quite a spread between the second and fifth staff there. You know, right? Can you believe that the Cubs are? fifth now <laughs> no no i can't i really cannot and, and that's carrying brad brock on that team mm. we probably drop you know a half a run if he's not on this team um so and believe it or not the cubs bull penis a third of a run better than the dodgers bull penis oh that extra is. third really really gets you really gets you where you want it yeah well, neither team gives up a lot of home runs, though they hit them. So we'll see what happens. Um, they're third and fourth best in that category. See, in this, so this is one of those things. The team going for the home run, I think, does very badly in this series. And the one that just puts together those, you know, innings of three or four hits, you know, if you can do two of those, I think. You know, that's what's going to get so, you going. So you're saying BABIP wins the day. Don't yes. go three true outcome. BABIP wins the day. Yeah. Take your walks, uh, station to station. Let your pitchers bunt. No. You know, a little small. Let your sluggers bunt away <laughs> from the shift. I do, I do love when they do that. Well, that's though. what you're talking about. You said station to station. So if everybody's playing Anthony Rizzo over on the right side of the infield, you're saying bunt to the left. Yeah. I say, yeah, I, I agree. Do what you got to do. Yep. And I, I love seeing it. it. It just makes me laugh when it's just like this lazy bunt down the third base line and, you know, and Rizzo's able to just trot nicely down to, you know, it, it's almost like getting a walk. Because they, you know, they play it that way. Yeah. Well, uh, both teams are uh, middle of the road in strikeouts. Like, 
boring. That kind of surprises me. <laughs> That's yeah. really boring. Uh, no, but it surprises me with the Dodgers. Right. It's Why? been well. I don't the know. Dodgers are just Clayton Kershaw for one. Well, but they're offensively tearing things up, right? They're built like the Cubs. They're yeah. like we're gonna let the bloom come off the rose of the pitching staff. And well, everybody's hitting a lot, so nobody nobody's ERA is totally rosy. Although we're about to hear about a few, and they're on the Dodgers. <laughs> um, but um, well, the Cubs. Here's one good news. A bit of good news is they're now uh, average in walks. They've cleaned that up considerably, but. Here's where another thing that the Cubs aren't going to be happy with, which is why I think the Babbitt thing is good. Dodgers are the best at not walking anybody. They're going to be throwing strikes. Maybe not strikes you can hit very hard, but they'll be close to the zone. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping. I I mean, you know me. I love I love lots of base hits. Dude, they, you know, I was hanging out in the green room with David DeJesus. Oh, tell and- <laughs> me David DeJesus loves base hits, too. No, I felt like a pariah. And I was like, if you ask me. <laughs> You're the only one? Yeah, I'm the only one. Everybody's like, well, that's not how you play. I'm like, well, I just say what I like, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm also the oldest person in the room. You understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Jesus has been retired for like five years and you're still four years old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, whatever, Bartolo. <laughs> Get with it. Sarabi's like 25. So like, Yeah, he's, he's young. Yeah, he knows. How old's Luis? Like a couple years older. They're, I think, I think uh, no, I think Sarabi's a little bit older, like 27. And Luis is like thirty, thirty-one or something. Yeah, we're old men now. Yeah, there's quite a we're spread. We're old men. Just choke up on the bat. Yeah, <laughs> they needed a crazy old coot on that show. Did you see? I wore a cowboy hat on the last one. I no. did. I did. And yeah. I have to say, I think you do a great job actually just moderating that, just moving that thing along. You know. Well, thank you, Michael. Yeah, I, I think you do a good job there. I'm. I'm I'm pulling for you, man. I think I think they need to move you between Cap and DeJesus. <laughs> and, and loosen up that show a little bit, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe. I, I, my, my goal is to make myself indispensable, but, you know, Danny Rocket in a corporate environment, does it uh, – I'm always feeling my way around people. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> – because uh, you know, I've I surround myself with artists and free thinkers, and uh, in corporate environments, you're just not really allowed to be that. Which you know, yeah, why everybody hates their fucking job. You know, I get it. Anyway, I'm it, I'm having a blast, but uh, yeah, I'm the only one that that likes station to station baseball as well. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised by that. Uh, Kaplan doesn't like it either. Well, he or wasn't. He wasn't. He just there. doesn't talk he, to you beforehand. No, he wasn't there. He wasn't oh, okay. there. He might have. He might have agreed with me. So um, defensively, um, the Cubs—they're sixth in errors. They're kind of holding steady there. Dodgers are eleventh best, so they're not kicking it around. Uh, both teams have stolen bases percentage. Wait, stolen base percentages against them that are in the bottom third of the major leagues. 
but neither team runs, so it doesn't fucking matter. And, um, you know, now to Sunranto Show's favorite stat. Man, I don't, I don't like where you're going with this. And that little intro actually made my skin crawl. Yeah, it was a little creepy. Felt. I I left it out. It's a little creepy. creepy. Artie, did you make it through that dirt without a? I don't know. There will there will strobe lighting lightness performance. So uh, yeah, the dur. The Dodgers have the second best dur in the major leagues. Seven twenty four Dodgers. Los Dodgers. <laughs> the Cubs are thirteenth. Six ninety seven. We're almost back. Oh, we got to get over that seven hundred mark. Yeah, we were in the six eighties for a moment there, if you recall. Oh yeah. So the scavenger hunt. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Los Angeles, but I have, and one of the places I went was at the behest of a listener, Nate Benham. Know that guy? I do not know Nate Benham. Well, he's on Facebook all the time. He's the one that he's the one that posts the picture when the Cubs win on the shank list, the daily shank list on the Sunranto Ranchers page of Lyle Aker. His face photoshopped with a Santa hat onto a man that is uh, uh, feeling his own nipples. Now do you know who Nate is? Now I know who Nate is. Yeah, I'm not on Facebook very often, but unfortunately I've seen that You've seen that picture, yeah. Well, the Cubs win a lot. So uh, he turned me on to this place, which might be the wrong term to use, for the Museum of Death, which is in Hollywood. And if you are into gruesome pictures um, of celebrity death crashes, the actual sneakers used by the Heaven Gate, Heaven's Gate cult. Oh, that's just creepy Ooh. shit. Yeah. This is like, it, that had to have been started in like the 80s, right? Remember when like like Faces of Death were like videos you could oh, rent at yeah. the video store Dude, and stuff? Dude, I still have a nightmare image from <laughs> seeing Faces of Death at age like... 13, 14, something like that. And and I, you know, I knew which video store to go to that were like, well, that stoner doesn't care. I'll just go <laughs> up there. Are you 17? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, talk at my lowest, boys. And I got Faces of Death, and there was a blue lady. It was in the intro credits. And they fished this body out of the lake. And oh. she was blue and bloated. And yeah. I was like, Bull testicles. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe something broke in me that day. And so I went to the Museum of Death. It was. (laughs) And now you love the Museum of Death. Well, I just like extreme things. You know, if if it exists, I want to see it. You know, not not everything. Weird medical oddities museum in Philadelphia. Oh, I love it. The Mooter Museum. Oh, that's come (laughs) up on this show before. Oh, I love it there. Yeah, they've got an entire drawer pulled out of people's bodies, full of uh, items pulled out of people's bodies. (laughs) But but not recently. This is like (laughs) 135, 40 years ago, this stuff. They've got executed criminals. Skulls. 
I like how you say there's a drawer full of them, and all I can think of is I've got a junk drawer in my house too. <laughs> yep. But you you've never seen an old fishing hook until you know it came out of somebody's asshole. Dog. Yeah. So, well, one thing is Did they have it, a karmic gerbil. Oh, the karmic gerbil. That no, I don't. I believe that was before karmic was invented in the in the western part of the world. Ah, it okay. was it was an Eastern thing. We the Beatles hadn't gone to see the Maharishi yet. Okay, you see, um, gerbils gerbils were were not karmic, not they dom- were, not domesticated. No. They were wild and living in Guatemala. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Museum of Death. So go there, and you don't have to go in. Okay, to just take a picture out front. Uh, this is just a go to L.A. and. Uh, Go to the Museum of Death. Because it's right by the, uh, it's not too far away from the, the Walk of Fame. So you can uh, you see that too. It's kind of the same thing. The Walk of Fame is just a bunch of dead people. Yeah. Well, there's some alive people out there. But, uh, you know, this is kind of the road trip of death. So yeah, they're all dead inside. <laughs> it's that's how you get the work. It's it how you get the work. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Los Angeles, I love uh, that ballpark. I really do love the ballpark. I hate the people that go to the ballpark. So be careful if you're going to go out to these games. And, uh, of course, if you're buying tickets, do it at uh, the Sunranto StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. Nobody does that. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> it's too hard. They're like, we're like, I'm just, I'm already on StubHub. And I right, thought they're about- like, I've already got an app on my phone. Yeah. Nobody even uses computers anymore. They don't. I mean, I'm using one right now, of course. <laughs> I'm uh, recording and reading a script. Yes. And looking up stats and communicating with you through said computer. So the weather, of course, is going to be great <laughs> because it's Los Angeles. Mid-70s, lows in the low 60s. I mean, that's like their low is the best three hours we've had in Chicago all year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's been busted. It builds character. Like, I'm really feeling – I lived in New York for years, which, you know, the weather's not always good there. We have hurricanes and uh, snow and whatnot. But it's it's usually colder here. But, you know, living through a few winters back here, seven winters now back in Chicago, I do not give a fuck anymore. That must be how you guys <laughs> feel about snow. We don't get snow here, dude. Like, it's <laughs> the snow is in the mountains, not down where we are. If, if it snows, like this year it snowed, and the snow didn't melt for like two weeks, and we're like, what in the fuck is going on? Why isn't it warm again? Like, it, that's how it is here. It never gets cold? Not really. Right, Artie? Like, it's like, what? what's our worst days? Is like, it, sometimes at night, it gets into like single digits. Now that I think about it, Artie rides his bike around in short sleeves in like March. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. But, you know, we, you know, we do get snow, but this, this weather uh, this year, this spring and, you know, winter has just been crazy, though. We, you know, we did have the you know, snow bomb cyclone and all that stuff like that, which was crazy. Yeah, we got hit in May with with some good snow, which was weird. And uh, A Basin is planning on staying open at least until July 4th weekend. So you can go skiing July 4th weekend. Yeah. Wow. So, but no weird weather in L.A. 
Um, so we got two late nights, which I kind of dig this because it's the weekend. Thursday, people are willing to stay up. We might have at some good. At least it's the weekend. Yeah. So we got a Friday night at 9 10, Thursday night at Friday te- fi- 9 10, an 8 10 on Saturday, and then a 6 05, an- another ESPN game. And- oh, my God. I mean, part of me, how do you guys feel about this? Because, you know, for me, part of the, there is some enjoyment about hearing the weirdness that is the era of A-Rod on a national game because he's so straight. Like when he's just like, after an an out, he's like, St. Louis Cardinals baseball. And you're like, why? (laughs) Tinfoil. It's like he has Tourette's or something. Oh God! See, that makes it more entertaining for me. Yeah, it it really drives me nuts that these like I don't know of all the baseball players out there, all the athletes you could get. Like, why is A Rod still working? He has a bazillion dollars, right? Like, he's gotten paid more than anybody in the history of of like sports on his contracts, and yet he's and, he, and he's married to another bazillionaire. What the fuck is he doing working? Human spirit, man. Can't be suppressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He, uh, his, yeah. J-Lo's well, like, get the fuck out of the house. M- money, Go somewhere else. Money cannot buy relevance. And, you know, b- both him and his wife have been relevant for quite a long time. And I think that's a hell of a drug. In fact... I believe this podcast mostly gets paid in relevance, so you can kind of see. You oh, know, and we and we know how much relevance it is based on the fact that uh, I met a woman who wanted me to introduce her to Crawley. Yeah, I and I <laughs> there's my relevance. Yeah, and I also know Crawley, who knows me, who's been on Beer Money, which is on NBC Sports Chicago, which also hosts the show Outside the Ivy, where I hang out with David DeJesus all day long. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> Plug. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're on Tuesday. You Next bastard. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm going to bring it back. You know, it's it's yeah. called the callback in comedy, I think. I never did stand up. Um, game one, uh, John Lester. Uh, is going up against uh, Clayton Kershaw. Je- Lester's five and four with a three fifty six. Kershaw's five and one with a three on the dot. On the dot, mm. earned run average, and uh, three of the four of these games, they're having a silent auction on the club level of different Dodger items. So, you know, I wonder what the Dodger is going for. Get us a Dodger yeah. for like eight dollars. Yeah, a mi- a misspelled uh, a misspelled Dodgers jersey that says <laughs> that says Dodgers. Um, so John Lester he gave up one run through five innings pitch to the Dodgers, um, and that was uh, back in April. And then the Cubs lost. Uh, I'd already talked about that game last time. He went out there. He gave up four through six to St. All to St. Louis in the first. And then the Cubs won. That was a crazy game. Just like you did not think that's the way that game was going after he gave up those first Uh, four runs. I thought we were fucked. What did you think, Artie? Well, yeah, I I totally agree. You know, it's amazing, though, when we can actually make a a comeback after 
you know, being down. Got to get that contagious hitting going. It's almost like the Cubs are used to that from Lester, though, right? Like they're like, yeah, one, four, whatever. It's the first inning. John John's pitching; he'll be fine the rest of the game. Well, and that's to me is the story that he shut it down, and then the bullpen after that, you know, because that doesn't always happen. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a mixed bag against John Lester when it comes to the Dodgers. Half the guys do well, half the guys do horrible. But the good news is that Justin Turner is two for 28. Oh, he's that big red-haired dude, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the leprechaun. Um, Clayton Kershaw, he was good last time he faced the Giants and gave up two runs on six hits and lasted seven innings. But... Um, Last year, we just got one run on it off of him, and he only went five innings. Um, Contreras, Brian, and Rizzo, they've lit him up pretty well, though. Seven homers between them. Cargo has three home runs off of him because he saw him so much with the Rockies, in, but it uh, took him 50 plate appearances to I was them. I was going to say, that's, that's actually not a great stat because Cargo's seen him a ton. And that, yeah. I, I didn't look it up, but maybe they're all at cores. <clears throat> Oh, it might be. Could be. But, yeah, Kershaw just generally – the Cubs have, have gotten to him quite a few times. It's – you know, the, the little leg kick in the middle of his windup doesn't do anything for the Cubs. Cheating. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then game two, the professor is going out there. He's 7-4. and four. The Cubs have been winning when he's out there because he's awesome. He's got a three on the dot ERA. And he's going up against Rich Hill, who's three and one with a two forty. Can you imagine if the Cubs had kept him? Yeah. So interesting fact. Back when uh Kyle Hendricks in twenty sixteen had the lowest ERA in the league, right? Yeah. Actually, I believe Rich Hill had the lowest ERA, but because he switched leagues in the middle of the season, it didn't like it didn't uh, qualify. Yeah, it didn't qualify for the you know for the lowest because they do it by league. Yeah, yeah, but he was really close to Kyle Hendricks in that year. So this is actually you know this could be a really nice matchup. I mean, two games in a row, like you're going to get Lester versus Kershaw. Like that's like top of the line, top of the line. And then you go with uh, Kyle Hendricks versus Rich Hill in this game. And in that same year, they were just both so shut down. Like this is going to be, this is going to be a fun Well, weekend. it's, it's new school and old school, but it's the same school. If that makes sense, <laughs> you know, and here's the beauty of this game. This is a good one to be on WGN in its finale season. That's nice to say. Shed a tear. Um, sorry to bring it down, guys. <laughs> but then what's going to bring it up is Friday Night Fireworks after this game, presented by Denny's. Um, of course, it's subject to cancellation based upon the game length, which they make sure to let you know in the uh, promotion section of their their promo. Yeah, and because if it goes late, they can't fire those things off at like 1 a.m., yeah, people, <laughs> people are trying to sleep. Their dogs are fucking chilling. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'd be bad. So, uh, and speaking of bad, uh, Kyle was bad against the Dodgers uh, the last time he faced them, and it was in Los Angeles, and it was last year. Um, he gave up six runs on eight hits through 2.2. Yeah, uh, that was... That was the old Kyle. That was while Kyle was uh, struggling a bit last year. Like, he went through a, a pretty rough stretch. Yeah, well, let's hope it doesn't happen again. Because last time, he's well, he's in a good stretch now. Last time he went seven, he gave up one run on eight hits, and that was during the St. Louis sweep. Um, the Dodgers have five home runs in 79 at-bats off of him. Wow, yeah. That's not... It's, it's yeah. decent. Yeah, it's kind it's, of middle of the road. Right. It's kind of middle of the road, but yeah. But Kyle's actually kind of seen them a lot. Quite a few times. Yeah, at this point, he's actually seen And if you recall, the greatest game maybe that we saw him pitch was against the Dodgers was game six. Game six of the NLCS NLCS is actually my favorite game from that run. That's the one that I can go back and watch and just, you know, just be happy about through the whole thing. Kyle was lights out through that game. You know, like people say they like to watch game seven of the world series. That still makes me break out in a cold sweat, but I can watch. Yeah. You're you just know, mad. Game six. And you're just mad at Joe Madden the whole time. You're like, you're fucking up. What are you doing? <laughs> you changed the battery in the middle of the fifth. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Who does that? All those, all the feelings come back. It's, it's rough. <laughs> Was it the fifth or the sixth? See, I forget now. It's nah, been too many years since we won the I World feel like Series. It was the fifth. I feel like they only gave Kyle like four, and he was and he was dealing, and the goddamn ump takes away. Uh, uh, oh, I yeah. can't. You see, we, yeah, we yeah you're proving you're too. proving your point. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, last time, uh, Rich Hill has been. He proved his point, and he went to uh, five innings and gave up two runs against San Francisco. And last year, uh, he gave up zero runs on three hits through six against the Cubs, and the Cubs won two to one. I think we might see another game like that here, a little two to one action. Uh, Russell is homered off of him, uh, <laughs> and uh, Cubs are batting one thirty five against Rich Hill in fifty seven plate appearances. So this is a scrapper. Yeah, this could be rough. It's gonna end. I take the o- take the over, <laughs> take the over in this game. You know what though? I'll tell you right now. I'm, I'm gonna go on record. Friday night fireworks. You're gonna get them. This is gonna be a fast game. <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be two hours and fifty two minutes, and then they're shooting fireworks. What's your prediction, Artie, for this one? Oh gosh, I I think it's gonna. I honestly think it might be. It's either going to be, uh, I think it's actually going to be just like a low scoring game, just like another like two to one, one to zero, so two to zero. How like it's that. drawn up, you're going to take the odds of of what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Artie's I'm, betting the under. Yeah, on the on the betting deal. I'm guessing Kyle and Rich Hill both leave the game in the third with Ooh. with blisters. Blisters. Yeah, but they're not on their fingers or anything. They just their their ass gets blisters, and they (laughs) they both sat on the same toilet seat that has uh, that Carlos Martinez had been on, and uh, you know what happened then. Ooh, 
I don't have to tell you. So, uh, speaking of you, <laughs> uh, you. game three, um, you versus Bueller. Um, you is two and three with a four ninety eight squeaking under the five. And oh, he's under the five now. Well, Bueller's over the five with seven wins on the year versus one loss and a three thirty five ERA. This one, this one. Well, here's one exciting thing, and I don't know. We could talk about this for a moment. You, Darvish, has never faced the Dodgers. Really? Ne- like, because it's not like he was with the Dodgers last year. He was. It's been, no, yeah, 2017. What, three years? Yeah, but it's not like he was with the Cubs last year either. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's true. He wasn't with anybody. Yeah, so, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because I guess it. And then he was it in was the Rangers AL. before, yeah. and then it was Dodgers, and then it was Cubs. So, so yeah, th- so he was AL guy. Okay, is this good for him or bad for him? I think it's bad. <laughs> I yeah, also do. He, I I, I got to go with you, Artie. I think it's bad because you got the use first start this year was against the Rangers, right? And didn't he get too amped up? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they it, hate him. They hate him there, and that's a hostile crowd. Yeah, and then I think you got amped up again at his first start in Wrigley, and that didn't go well. Like, Yeah, so this is not going to go well. I think you're right because you is just going to be too – he's going to be too geeked up to go against the Dodgers. Man, can't he, like, take some antidepressants or some sort of – go eat mushrooms on a fucking shaman Can we just give – can we give Montgomery this start, spot start, Mike Montgomery? No. <laughs> I mean, not the way he's pitching. No. You's got to go out there. I'm, I'm going to root for him. He's a real underdog in this one. Interested to see the betting line on this one. So um, last time you went out there, and we didn't really talk about him in context of the last game he pitched, but he gave up four in the third inning in Colorado. I mean, he just blew up in that inning, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, it's just—it's not impressive, right? He had, he had one bad inning in the what he pitched in five co- innings in Colorado. He gave up two home runs, yeah. resulted in four runs. And that was right after the the Cubs had scored four in the top of the inning, too. So maybe he eased off a little bit and tried to tried to challenge more and just got killed. Yeah. Well, then know not to do that, dummy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he knows not to do that. Like when some of those cold days in Wrigley, when the wind was like blowing in at like forty mile per hour, they were like, "You just put it over the plate. The wind's blowing in," and they still hit the ball out on him. Yeah. So, yeah, when he's putting it over the plate, he's <clears throat> he's done. But Yeah, he's got a pitch. I I really I want here's what I want out of you, Darvish. The one game that gives me hope. You know what I mean by that? Just like the one dominant start that I look at and and I'm like, I know he's got it in him. I haven't seen it. Right. He's just a right now. I view him as a very highly paid fifth starter that we can't trade for anything. Yep. Well, nobody's seen him much. That's for sure. Russell Martin is two for 11. It's the best stat I got for you. 
Uh, Walker Bueller, um, we did get to him, and nobody gets to him. So Bueller gave up three runs through 5.2 at Wrigley this year. So this game could be winnable. Um, but <laughs> here's why it's not winnable. Uh, he struck out 20 over his last 15 innings over his last two starts against San Francisco and Arizona, and he's given up only one run. So he's due for a stinker, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, that's how baseball works. Those are the advanced stats. If you're good for too long, then you suck. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to go with that Darvish is out of pitches out of his face, complete game, two hit shutout against his old team, rises to the occasion, and Walker Bueller gives up three through five point two. Cubs add on in the seven. I will give you ten dollars if you goes a complete game <laughs> in a Cubs uniform ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I I actually I'll take that bet. I'll bet you five dollars. Oh, you know, okay. No, no, it's not even a bet, Danny. I'll just give it to you. Like, there's nothing on the line. I'll just I'll be so surprised. I'm like, yeah, ah, fuck it. Here's here's ten bucks. You're like, I'll <laughs> run naked through the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, bro. Well, I I mean, I'll, I'll go a hundred dollars on Madden when Madden is man- managing because he'll never let you go a whole game. Yeah, that's true. But we all know that Madden will be gone next year, and it's possible. You, yeah. you know, maybe they bring Dusty Baker back, and and, then, and you pitches four straight complete games, and then dies. <laughs> four more years. Four more years. <laughs> uh, so uh, Cargo, of course, has seen Walker Bueller the most. He is three for twelve. Another boring stat, and yeah. Javi's homered off of him. Off of him, and so has Albert Almora. Game four, it's Q versus Ryu. So we go from Yu to Bueller to Q to Hyun Jin Ryu. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good, huh? Yeah, Yeah. not at all. (laughs) I can't. What do you mean? (laughs) Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh,. Yeah, so Q, I didn't write down his ERA, but it's not as good as it was before he pitched last time. Um, but Ryu has been incredible. 136 ERA. And the Dodgers have given him nine wins to one loss. Yeah, Q has a 389 ERA on the season. Well, that's more than, tr- that's like triple Ryu. <laughs> right. Yeah, a 136, and he's got a 9-1, like, oh, my God. He's pitching out of his face. Yeah. You know what? He's, like, if you are doing this, you've got to be the leader in the clubhouse for uh, Cy Young, right? I want to look up Cy Young right now because that sounds – that's just surprising how good that sounds. I want to know how many games he's pitched. Well, if he's got 10 decisions. Yeah, he's been out there. Yeah, he's been out there a lot. Yeah. So uh, Q actually did pitch well against the Dodgers. He gave up two runs through seven, and he struck out seven, too. Yeah. He a, is a the win. leader. He's the leader in uh, prediction for the Cy Young. Wow. Oof. 
So we're yep. facing him <laughs> with, <laughs> with Q. Um, who, who pitched well against the Dodgers, but he did did give up two runs, which won't get it done against 136 ERA Ryu. Um, last time uh, he went four. Uh, he gave up three earned through 4.2. No, he gave up four runs, three earned through 4.2. The Dodgers have an OPS near 800 against him in 108 at-bats. Now, Ryu, the Cubs beat him 4 to nothing in 2017 with Brett Anderson on the mound. Whoa, for the Brett Cubs. Anderson's solo victory. Did he only have one? I'm. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a pretty good guess. <laughs> Um, he's given up, uh, Ryu has given up one run in his last 22.2 innings. So to be fair, Brett Anderson, just making it out to the mound was a victory in itself. <laughs> it <was. laughs> so, um, and, uh, Cargo and Rizzo are actually good against Ryu and, uh, Jay Hay is not. So look for anybody ending in O to, uh, do well. Ah, uh, Brett Anderson had two victories for the Cubs. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe it either. Ugh. Brett Anderson, he hasn't had a victory since the last victory that he had. Ah, uh, hello, Cubster Thomas. Hi guys. Hi Artie. I had a great time with you on Tuesday night when we skipped out on the Cubs game and went to that country western bar. That was oh. awesome. Comes down to shh. I didn't did know you, you could. Did you go to the Grizzly Rose? Was that the name of the place? I don't know. I was blackout <laughs> drunk. Well, I had a great time, but uh, I just wanted to lay a little poem on you. And then, uh, man, I had to fly all the way from Colorado out to Chicago to do this podcast. And then uh, I've got to fly to L.A. for the game tomorrow. Plus, there's a time change. It's horrible. Yeah. Oh, it must be rough. must be rough being you. So here's my poem. Oh, my God. The Cubbies are playing like guano in the angelic city of Mexicanos. They'll get a day off, then it's back to the troughs. Where they're playing two games with Artie, uh, Captain Lou Abano. Yeah, Captain, Captain Lou Abano with the rubber, the rubber band in his locker, rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Captain Lou's got receipts. No, no, do they come home? It's the place the Cubs are actually from. Oh, wait, uh, what? I don't know what we're talking about. Chicago. They're playing themselves? They're Oh, they're playing the White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox. White Sox doesn't rhyme with guano or Mexicano or any of that stuff. No, it rhymes with Chicago, you idiot. Oh, you know what, White Sox? You know, I'm really surprised that you didn't do troughs and socks. That sounds like a rhyme you'd make. But you don't even know... I'm sick of this. You, <laughs> you can't criticize me, Cotton. I've I seen can't. your journals, and your prose is stupid. Cubs are out. He's, Dude, he he's dropped, regressing. 
He uh, dropped the prose bomb. He sounded like a 13-year-old girl. I mean, yeah. his voice was lower than a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, I don't know how many 13-year-old girls you hang out with, but that's not what they sound like. I hang out with one. <laughs> Which actually makes me sound creepier than I meant to. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's fine if you're related to them. Yeah. Um, so I uh, got a couple of announcements. Uh, Mixtape Rewind is at Second City. We're at on Thursdays in June. Uh, tomorrow is one of the shows. Come on out. Uh, you have three more chances. Uh, you can get uh, tickets at uh, Second City the, at their website. And uh, John Baker Day. It's official. We're going to be at G-Man Tavern, and uh, the official event will be after the game. But it's also a game watch. Details will be coming about that soon. Uh, there's going to be music. We've got uh, magicians involved. Uh, it's going to be wild. We have a different thing going on this year. So get excited and save the date and um, come out to John Baker Day on August 3rd. And don't buy Cubs tickets if uh, you don't want to. If you want to go to the game, go to the game. You won't miss John Baker. But if you don't want to go to the, to the game, then um, come hang out with us and watch the game and listen to music. Yeah, and and see a magician apparently. Oh yeah, you're just finding out the, about the music. I didn't know magician. about the the magician. Oh, it's happening. Oh, I can't wait to see what he finds in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> do you think is it is it wrong? Like, if you know the person is a musician, is it wrong to ask them to reach into your pocket? Well, a musician that reaches <laughs> in musician, your, yes. magician. Yeah, well, I, you'll have a lot more fun with a musician, I think. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know that for sure, but uh, I don't know. You'll have to ask my girlfriends uh, from the past and the present. Uh, anyway, we're throwing this with Ivy Envy. Every year, this is our fourth year throwing it, and uh, this year Bleacher Nation's involved. Lead Cubby Blue, Cubs Insider, and Club Four Hundred, and lot, and you, uh, all of us. Uh, anyway, we're going to do it all to benefit the Chicago Metropolitan Battered Women's Network, and uh, I don't know. I think they're going to be there too, and it's going to be an awesome. We're we're stepping up our game this year, so uh, look for that. And Michael's going to be there. I will be. Uh, me and my wife, we will be making the trip. So. So, uh, Artie, you coming out? I am not, but I can say that oh. I'm actually going to be. I'm sorry, but I'm going to actually be um, in Chicago the weekend of August 31st. So, hope to maybe catch up and meet up with some people. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Are, are the Cubs playing? Yeah, they are. Um, I'm, I'm going out for a wrestling event as well. Uh, so, big, big surprise. Ooh, but, what's yeah, happening? What, what's the wrestling event? Uh, there's a uh, uh, new promotion called All Elite Wrestling. It's a big competitor, like new competitor to the WWE. And they're holding uh, their like third or second event, depending on how you want to count it, uh, in Chicago that weekend. So I'm going to head out that and meet up with a friend who lives in uh, uh, Moline. So, yeah. Right on. Nice. Will you be going over the top rope? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> all right so i've got a uh a call 
Uh, ben Zobras called in. I guess he's still at uh, Bill Sugars's, but I'll let the call speak for itself. Air answers. Ben Zobras checking in. I think I'm getting rated finally. Maybe I don't know yet. I'm still kind of wishy-washy on it, but get out of Bill's basement. My Tinder dates are going pretty good. Uh, the one I had the other night with Miss Robin wasn't the greatest with the age apart, and uh, yeah, she didn't want to do anything sexual, which I'm kind of struggling to get on the road again and listen to my uh, all-time favorite cub of Mark Grace advice. <laughs> and Bill told me something about a poop hole loophole. I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, could you guys help me out with that, please? Thank you, and I keep on ranting. I'm I'm pretty sure that's a Cardinals thing. I think uh, Albert Pujols started that. Yeah, that's on the Illinois side of the border that that started. So I guess it does. It, it, it's an Illinois thing. I think it does apply in Chicago. So I, from what I gather, I guess uh, Ben Zobris is trying to have butt sex with my mother. I don't know. So it sounded like yeah. Well, I'm kind of con- I mean, I'm kind of confused. Why is Benzo on Tinder? Isn't there like a Christian version called Chinder? No, it's Christian Mingle. Christian Mingles, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. They they don't uh, you know spark a flame like a Tinder. They just mingle until marriage. Oh, okay. Until marriage, then missionary style is just fine. So, uh, well, thanks for calling in, uh, Benzo. Um, I was thinking that uh, you know it would be fun to make have a remake of uh bedtime for bonzo you know the the old ronald reagan movie and uh i've never seen it but i guess there's a chimpanzee in it but i was thinking that um bill sugas could play the ronald reagan character and ben zobras could play the monkey oh i would pay money for that yeah juliana zobras could play the monkey oh even better yeah so, um, speaking of Juliana Zobrist, uh, let's uh, pinch off this episode with some TFCs. Uh, I don't think I have one. First time right. I'm, I'm empty-handed. I, I've got I've got one that's it's kind of an odd one, but I think you'll enjoy. It. Artie, do you have any? Do you find uh, any? I do uh, have one actually. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is uh, from uh, at Reed Jack. I don't know who this is. Uh, but it's shout out to the time a pet bear named after a Cubs shortstop escaped a private zoo. And he posted the, a picture of the article like out of whatever the newspaper was back in 1908. Uh, bear hunt in Chicago, October 10th, 1908. Joe Tinker went on a rampage yesterday and met an untimely end. He was shot by a policeman. Joe was a pet bear who was in a private zoo at Hayes Avenue and the Lakeshore Rogers Park. Burrowing his way out of the zoo, he playfully chased women and children. (laughs) Okay, I don't think bears playfully chase anything, but all right. He visited a number of saloons and emptied them quicker than any closing law ever did. This is not true. Fake news. At the end of the pier on Devon Avenue, two valiant police officers who had been put on the trail found him gazing at the lake. 
It was the end of Joe. <laughs> they shot him at the lake? This fucking drunk bear? Oh. Uh, I love the whole, like, if you don't know this is a bear, you just think that third baseman Joe Tinker was just going nuts in Chicago. <laughs> Chasing women and kids around and drinking. And <laughs> Chasing going through bond. saloons. Uh. Uh, oh, I loved it. Oh, by by the way, uh, 1908 Zombies, two of them were out at the game today. Yeah. Uh, shout out if they listen. I don't know if they do, but they may. Uh, my two children, middle names Evers and Chance, got pictures with them uh, with Tinker and Chance of the zombie 1908 guys. So that was cool. And they gave my kids uh, baseball card packs. After we got the pictures, they gave him baseball cards. So that was awesome. Those guys uh, are cool. Yeah, they they definitely are. They've come to a few uh, Bleacher Bum Band shows. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should get them at John Baker Day. Oh, hell yeah. Next time I see him, I'm, I'm inviting him. And yeah, you, that'd be and, awesome. And y'all could come and get your picture taken with him. Yeah. So, oh, God, we could probably raise some money. Like uh, a buck to get a picture taken and, you know, go uh, to the Those guys are giving it away charity. for free like cheap hookers. Well, yeah, but I mean, we would do it for the, you know, the, I don't know. Oh, maybe we can face paint like them. We'll do uh, zombie, zombie cubs face paint. Yeah, well, even if they can't paint faces, let's make them face painters at the event. Like, wouldn't that be great? Because <laughs> nobody cares. They're like, hey, we got face painters. Like, nobody asks, can you actually paint a face? Like, you don't know. You just stand in line. You go up there, and then <laughs> some asshole, like, paints a fucking daisy on your kid's face, right? That's how it works, right? Why can't yep. those guys be face painters? They're, they're, it gives me a lot of... fucking... <laughs> 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 We get everybody drunk and we'll send them over to the face painter. Like, I want a butterfly on my face. And then they just take a magic marker and they write butterfly right across their forehead. Here you go, punk. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, all right, I do actually have one. And this has to do with today's terrible accident with Steve Ciszek getting hit in the, the right of his knee or whatever it was out at the ballpark today. It just tossing the ball around with Kinsler. Well, people are mad at Kinsler. They said well, for many reasons, but this is the most recent. He's been pitching great. They got no reason to be mad at him. Like he's, they people really think that Kinsler's maybe trying to like take out Cshek, so that Cshek's the guy that gets sent down or right. get released when uh, the the karmic gerbil comes to the team. So, um, some guy, I got two of them in the same thread. He goes. You don't D dot 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 around when you're tossing with your number one reliever. Unreal, Kinsler. Wait, then, what? You, wait, you don't. Like, you don't dick around when you're tossing with your number one reliever. He just didn't want to say dick. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. He didn't want to say dick on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with him? I got so confused. <laughs> and then Derek said, what the hell happened? Why would he throw a ball like that during warm-up to another pitcher? So people right. just mad. Well, it's one of these people that, like, they have no clue what happens. Like, they don't understand anything. It was, and a, it, it was very dramatic. Like, I saw two different videos of it. And the worst one is the, the far away one. Because it looks like you're looking at, like, a surveillance video 
from like a street camera or something and then you just see somebody get shot and go down <laughs> which is what it, it looks like it's just like and it looks like basically Brandon Kisler shot him in a duel. It's like they went like 15 paces, they turned around, and boom, down went freaking Seashack in shambles. Uh, Seashack in shambles. Seashack in shambles. Uh, he's going to need surgery. <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, any more TFCs? I got one, and it's uh, from today's game, and it's actually – Pretty good because it's actually a callback to the beginning of the show. Uh, so it's on. Uh, it, we're does it, to the, does the it have to do with David DeJesus? You. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Rockies tweeted out, you know, that the two eight to three ain't bad for the series. And uh, Will on Twitter says that Cubs fans are just a bunch of posers. Most aren't even baseball fans. They just see Will Ferrell or, or doing Harry Carey or Bill Murray in Cubs gear and think, oh, yeah, I'm a Cubs fan, too. <laughs> or even worse, they picked up a team uh, because uh, they had WG, WGN growing up. So pathetic. And then Jody responds, well, at least we had a team growing up. So I'm going to give the mic drop award to right. Jody there. Well, I, I love how he's like, you know, oh, they only have things, you know, they're not real baseball fans. And then he fucking drops Will Ferrell and Bill Murray. Like these are like eighties and nineties references yeah. rather than yeah. anything current. Where yeah. was our modern guys like Jeff Garland? Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody fucking knows that. Him. Yeah. Everybody knows that, you know, Pearl jam is the new Bill Murray. Bugog. How many games will the bullpen blow before Theo gets us an arm? The answer, my friend, is Ricketts wouldn't spend. The answer is Ricketts wouldn't spend. Cheap ass. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 